Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. And it is absolutely perfect for another new year. Win, lose, or draw, C3 Panther Nation congregates together after the game every Sunday. What's up, C3 Panther Nation? My name's Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn will be joining us shortly. He's on his way home. Um, And listen, man, the Panthers lose a very close game today. And I know it's bad, but I am not going to start this new year on a bad note, man. Panther fan until I die. And no matter what happens with this football team, win, lose, or draw, we're going to be here. We're going to be here for you. And as you always know, this is a podcast for the fans, by the fans. We all know you and love you. It's our guys, Drew, Dan Hino, Dexter Henderson, Jay Sue, Maddie Matt, Panther Pickle, Sarah Taylor, Seth Robinson, Thomas Tomlinson, Tim Estes, Tim Tizzy, Underground West. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, boys. It's a new year. Let's roll. I am joined by my co-host, as usual, CK. CK, how are you, brother? Man, um, you know, as as we've kind of fallen into the apathetic uh, realm of things, the good news about today is no matter what the outcome, it was a win-win um even though it's slightly depressing there were some positives i know some people are going to be you know hesitant to point out anything that was good with this team but um you know all in all i think we saw two bad teams with two bad quarterbacks going against each other with uh little to nothing to fight for except for the saints with a little glimmer of hope that they'll get into the playoffs so um all in all not bad yeah and listen man another impressive performance by our defense a defense that you know they gave up some plays they gave up some run plays but at the end of the day man this defense is always fighting to overcome Mm -hmm. this absolute offensive ineptitude that we have it's certainly going to make for great discussion today joined again by greg the bat daddy the stat daddy himself (laughs) love to see you again man how are you dude 
Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, every second so far of this new year has sucked for me, but um, you know, looking forward to this discussion, I think that's going to be one thing that's a constant for me that'll be pretty good, even if we are talking about the absolutely wretched Carolina Panthers right now. What a terrible excuse for a football team at this moment. You know, I was talking to you on the chat while I was going on. We weren't even playing football, it didn't look like. We are the absolute worst team in the NFL, and we're not even going to come close to getting a, a top five pick. Well, we'll get close. We'll be a seven, but I'm saying we're not even well, going what, what the worst team in the NFL should get. I believe yeah. we can. the best we can do is either fifth or sixth. I think fifth. I, yeah. I believe. I don't think we can get any better than that. I'm not sure on that. I'm sure the chat room will correct me at, at some point. But, I mean, yeah, listen, it, it's a – it's all the same things. And there's so much that we have to talk about. And before we really jump into it, uh, rem- reminder, Tony will be here. He'll be here shortly joining the show. He's just running a little late. So the professor will be here. Um, but also, this is your show to make your opinion heard. Call into the cat calls line at 252-228-5098 to make your opinion heard. Leave a voice message and let us know what you thought about uh, the first Panthers game of 2022. And with that said, I kind of already gave him his introduction. I said he was on the way, and the host indeed has arrived. It's none other than the professor himself, Tony Dunn. I get to introduce you for once, brother. What's up? Happy New Year, man. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the C3 Panthers post-game show where things continue to be God-forsaken awful. And I'm <laughs> sorry. I am I'm in a mood, folks. I am in a mood when it comes to this team. And basically, it just comes down to this. Is somebody tell me something good? <laughs> tell me one good thing other than that it is almost over. Tuba Hubbard! Let's go, Chuba. Chuba Hubbard oh. is absolute dog shit. Keep trying to defend Chuba. Uh, let's go. Oh. Uh, hey, I'm a Chuba fanboy, man. All right. Dude, so, uh, hey, 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 hey. So is uh, so is Matt Rule's wife, but you know. Oh. <laughs> Damn, that's How low, man. That's rude low. is that? That's low. <laughs> uh, and true, and true. Yeah. All right. Um, C3 Panthers post game show, longest running Panthers podcast around. Even when my ass don't even want to talk about these teams, my ass, I have never been. Actually, I'm going to put it this way to the people in the chat, the people that call into the show, the people that listen to the podcast. Sometimes we talk about this is that sit on the couch. It's therapy. Um, We're going to try to, you know, lock arms, walk through this. I need you guys to lift me up this week. I'm telling you, the last two weeks been very difficult for me to be even excited about doing this podcast and um, and i love hanging out with the people on the podcast i love talking about panthers football i love talking about all this but this may be the most dismal feeling that i've had about the carolina panthers i mean we're talking about a low that is comparable to a one and 2010 I mean, that's how bad it is. And I know the record doesn't say it, folks. The record does not say it. But today, the idea that uh, today demonstrated anything to be hopeful about is hard for me to fathom. 
Maybe the only thing that I liked is that I finally got TMJ this year. Terrence Marshall Jr.? Yeah, Terrence Marshall Jr. Not Lockjaw. Not Lockjaw. But that was about (laughs) it. That was about it. We have not seen... So listen, man, like, one, you mentioned TMJ. Uh, Another thing that we inevitably are going to have to talk about tonight is that DJ Moore, for another year is a thousand yard receiver. So again, we have to talk about his use to this football team and what he has done for us with the quarterbacks that he has uh, had throwing him the ball, which has been amongst the worst in the NFL. I mean, with the offensive line has been absolutely terrible. So we have to have that discussion. Another thing is, uh, listen, man, this defense, I love their heart. And Tony, you may not want to hear this, but it's performances like these today that are going to prompt the media writers and beat reporters all over the country to talk about, well, the Panthers think they have a defense. So they're going to do everything they can to try and get a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson and, and spend a few draft picks on the offensive line. Now, hold on. I see you shaking your head, and I understand you because I'm on your side. I'm a fan of this team, and I know it's not that easy, and it's not going to be that simple for the Panthers to just do that. It leaves out a ton of relevant information, but I'm just telling you what it is. When you have defensive performances like this today, dude, Jeremy Chen was flying around, smacking dudes in the mouth. Uh, I mean, dude, uh, when even Derek Brown, someone who I have been critical of, this year, I thought had a good performance today mm-hmm. and, and really beating, beating up that Saints interior offensive line. So this offense, this offense is so bad. It, it's, you know, that's the only thing you want to talk about. But we do have to give some kudos to a, a gutsy performance from our defense on the road in the Superdome. I think that it, that at least deserves an honorable mention. Not at all. Not at all. I don't even want to hear that. Bro, this defense has not stopped anybody all season long. And don't give me this, that they go on the road and stop the Saints. The Saints have not scored an offensive touchdown in two games, bro, before us. Two games. We broke that they are nobody. They, look. Without the both their before, starting tackles and their right. center. And Dude, they lost to the Dolphins 20-3. to three. They lost to the. They won against the Bucks nine to zero. Hey, nine hey. to zero. They didn't even score a touchdown. Hey, Remember that they've also been through three different quarterbacks, mind you. Exactly. Fine. Fine. That, that just, they that just are not good. The yeah. Their their defense is good. The, their defense. The Saints have been destroyed by a bad offense this year. Right. So yep, you're trying. Oh yeah. Let me yeah. celebrate our defense, who just played hard well, against I'm not even, a I, bunch of bums on offense? So I, I'm saying considering the, the coaching ineptitude, and one of the things we haven't even done is reacted to the Joe Person article that came out recently that was very, you know, revealing and in a lot of ways scathing about what, you know, scouts are saying, people inside the building are saying, David Tepper being embarrassed by the amount of money that he paid and the length of time that he gave Matt Rule for that mm-hmm. contract. I mean, a lot has happened since the last time that we've all spoken. So I think when you look at 
everything that the players on this team are having to to play through right now. Um, and listen, I have no love for Matt Rule or any of these coaches. You all know I want that asshole fired. But what I'm saying is, I do think that there were instances where this team did show heart. And listen, even Sam Darnold, man, like I'm even to the point where it's like even shitting on this guy, Sam Darnold, I kind of feel bad about doing it because, yeah, he throws these terrible interceptions. And we all know that to be true. But he's also behind this dog shit offensive line that just continuously gets its ass kicked, man. Melvin, uh, Cam Jordan basically did whatever he wanted to today. Mm -hmm. Three sacks, a ton of pressures. It's like we've said this before. You're setting up all these quarterbacks to die. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. And we know that, man. So it's like, yeah, Sam isn't the guy. We know that. It doesn't really even do much good for me to just come up here and and dump on him. Like everybody would no, look terrible. You know what? He's not even the biggest O-line. problem on this team, dude. He's not even the biggest problem on this team. But even when he throws, uh, you know, there was that one play. So uh, when the best thing that Matt Rule's probably done as a coach is challenge that spot on the field, which is like, yeah, <laughs> my friend, my friend said, way to flex. But he's like, <laughs> I'm challenging where you said that that foul occurred. <laughs> you know, big flex, big flex there. I thought that was funny that he said that. My boy Chandler, shout out to Chandler, Honeycut. But uh, then we come back, can't move the ball at all. You get the ball in the five or whatever it is, and you can't move it at all. Fine. And Darnold runs outside the pocket for his life and throws it away. It's a good play. It's a good play, but even it even looked terrible. So this is my question to you. For anybody, what changed? What actually, what happened today that you did not expect? And I would say this is exactly what we have seen all year long and exactly what I expected. And I don't want to hear, oh, somebody told me this. They had, they showed effort. You know, God damn! I mean, if they didn't show effort, man, fuck y'all. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what I saw that I didn't expect. I saw them continue to do the exact same thing they've done all year, as far as the game plan is concerned. You know, they haven't they, like they have nothing to lose. You would think that there would be a reason for them to just like make some shot calls and stuff like that, and they weren't. Like they weren't even making an attempt at that. And you know, one person said it looks like uh, that Matt Rule or whoever's calling the plays. I can't remember his name. Um, is afraid of throwing the ball down the field. And I said there might be Jeff afraid Nixon, of it. And it was Darren yeah. Gant who even called it. Or Darren yeah. Gant said that he was calling plays like he did not trust his offensive line or his quarterback. And I was like, well, damn, uh, mm-hmm. look at the big brain on Brad. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> duh. Like, that's what we all – no one trusts the offensive line or the quarterback. And yeah. our offense is so limited. The only thing that we can do is either run the football – or throw these short little check down plays. It's been the same thing that the Carolina Panthers have been dealing with for years. We have zero over the top offense. And and listen, uh, I I guess we'll just get into this, man. Like, you know, uh, doing this whole two quarterback thing, there was no two quarterback thing today. Cam Newton didn't play. I don't give a damn about the one snap that, that they brought him in for. Like as soon as Matt rule, had the opportunity to go back to Sam Darnold and stick with him and stay with him. 
it, he did so. Yeah. So, hey, fucking love or hate the guy, the dude is choosing to die on the Sam Darnold Hill. And, you know, we have to talk about the implications of what this means going forward. Many of the people in media are saying that, oh, they're hearing that uh, David Tepper is going to give Matt Rule a third year in Carolina. And maybe, but dude, honestly, that whole bullshit. Because I don't think David Tepper knows what the fuck he wants to do. I think he has so much fucking egg on his face. He goes, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. I gave this dude a seven-year contract. He has no NFL experience. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he also had this weird thing where the third year of a Matt Rule tendership is like the best one. So if you fire him before that, then it looks like you just move on to the next coach real quickly. David Tepper really fucked himself in this situation. There's yeah. no other way around it. And now he's stuck in this situation. Have you seen he, the reports where he says he's embarrassed and ashamed that he gave that um, yeah. that uh, that contract out like that? And I mean, the, the reason, and here's the part, like everybody's, you know, I, I've made the case as to why I think Matt Rule will still be here. Not that we want him to still be here, but why he will still be here. And it has everything to do with the fact that um, when when you look at it from the outside, David Tepper is going to eat a lot of costs on a contract if he lets it go, right? He's going to eat a lot of costs on that. Um, and, you know, at the same time, if he keeps him around, he doesn't have to pay somebody else something else as far as increase the salary, right? That's more money out of his pocket if he hires another coach. And if he really doesn't believe in Matt Rule, then he does, he's going to expect that Matt Rule doesn't do well next year either, and then that's just leaving the next coach with more assets and more uh, salary cap when Sam Darnold's no longer on the, uh, on the uh, uh, I guess, under contract with the Panthers. So mm -hmm. I, I think that there's still a, there's a pretty reasonable reason why Matt Rule will still be the court, you know, the, the head coach, um, but it all stems from an inept decision to, to hire a college coach to a seven-year contract. So yeah. fucking what? You made a mistake. So what? You made a mistake. Man, we're all, most of us in this room are married. We've made mistakes. You just apologize. <laughs> yeah. Move on. That's how it works. I thought you were saying the you marriage was a mistake. Oh, bro. No, no. And what I mean by that is like my, my mistake is not my marriage, but like, geez. <laughs> like you have to just admit sometimes you're fucking wrong. This is true. You know, I mean, and this is it is I don't want to hear. I'm going to tell you this. If you're I did guy. not think that I did not fall into this. Oh, a college coach can't work mentality so much when we hired Matt rule, yeah. because I felt like he was trying to say things that were just so um, kind of on brand or, you know, like cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like a big jump. It just felt like, Oh, this guy's just trying to, do this like I was process, 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 whatever. It turns out he's in over his head. Mm -hmm. He is completely in over his head. And now that college coach to the NFL actually did become the weakness. Yep. And he is, it's a, it's a mess, bro. Yeah. And I don't care if you're David Tepper and you're worth these billions of dollars, who gives a flying fuck how much you paid this dude? Who cares? You are losing yeah. more money every Sunday by having this product 
then you are by just firing this dude and paying him to go away. You might as well pay this dude to just divorce the bitch and leave. Like Jeff Bezos. Yes, Jeff Bezos. that's exactly yes, what I was saying. Yeah, they give up so much <laughs> fucking losses. money. Yeah. And it's divorced, but it doesn't matter because he's a fucking fi- billionaire, dude. Right. 500 yeah. billionaire. He's a trillionaire. That's yeah. a great point, dude. Sorry, I don't want to hear about the contract length anymore. I don't want to hear about uh, the positivity. And we're going to circle back to the Joe person. Uh, article because it was very telling and the fact that other reporters are asking about this article in the post game or in these press conferences is almost ridiculous look joe person dropped this like bomb and yeah. it's not even a bomb it was just like what we all have seen Right. It's nothing. Yeah, it's was, literally everything that we have been speculating for months yes. is actually happening it is. I have never seen something so ridiculous as what is going on with the Carolina Panthers right now. Yeah, it feels like it, it, you know it's the clown show that that Skip Bayless called it. It's I, I it's mm-hmm. there's no other way to explain what is going on right now within this you know organization. I mean, just how contradictory even just Matt Rule is with his statements of of you know we're not going to be running a two quarterback system. That's not what we want to do. I, I don't really like that. Continues to run it when PJ's in there. But the moment Sam Darnold gets back, they try it one time, and it's Sam Darnold's baby to take from there. Right? And I am still of the mind, you know, that I am not in the position where I want to blame Sam Darnold for everything because I will be completely honest with you. I don't think Sam Darnold is even close to the worst part of this team right now. It is absolutely yeah. that offensive line, and we've said it time and time again. And, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that Sam Darnold's going to be a great quarterback, but until we have an offensive line that can protect a quarterback that doesn't look like, just like, it looks like a fucking high school team right now as far as who's who's guarding this quarterback. I mean, even Taylor Moten didn't look good today, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just absolute garbage. And and when you have that, everybody, I mean, even if you want to blame the strip sack on, 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 uh, you know, Sam Darnold, that was, in my opinion, completely on Chuba Hubbard. No, he, Chuba got, Hubbard. But, no, he got blown the fuck up. Like, yeah, it wasn't even, he just got destroyed. He got his shoulder broken again. <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. The, 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 like, I just, it's, I don't think there's a single quarterback out there that would be able to be able to do anything positive with what we have with this offensive line. I'm just being yeah. personally honest about it. And we can sit here. I, I would like, the best thing I would do is I would point to the Bengals because they have a really bad offensive line too, but not as bad as ours. Uh, and they're still finding a way to do things that are special, right? Um, but Did you watch that game today? Well, yes. I say that they, they, have, they have a couple more things than we so, do. Well, <laughs> exactly. fine, but it's still, they are, all right. As soon, no, and, I want to talk about Joe the Burrow, But as soon as he drops back, he's firing. Maybe he trusts his receivers. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A whole lot, there's, there's a whole lot but, that goes to the Bengals. But I it wanna, just is different. It's yes. completely different. It is, but but even with that, they have a bad offensive line. They can coach it around is. it, and they have a good QB, and they were able to do things that were special with it, right? But guess what? By the end of the game, Joe Burrow was still fucking hurt because they couldn't protect him. Like, yeah. it, no matter what, your offensive line is such a big part of what your team is. You know, if you want to maintain a healthy QB, I mean, we've seen it for the past 10 years with how Cam Newton's deterioration has taken place. 
Um, I just, it's, it's just, I, I, I've said it time and time again, and I'll continue to die on this hill. If they do anything other than go offensive line with that first pick in the, in this draft this year, it is going to be a riot in Charlotte. I'm telling you that nobody wants any other position other than Q, uh, other than uh, offensive line. QB is not on the on the agenda right now. I agree. I agree. So hang on before we but before we go forward, we have to get to some of these incredible donations, man. One eighty nine J Stubbs with the one ninety nine says at this point, uh, Bryce Young. He meant Bryce Young in two thousand twenty three is our only hope. Thank you, Jay Stubbs. Bill Dotrieve with $2 says, then who do you hire? Justice Champion with 499 says, do you guys think wanting to fire Matt Rule next year is going to hurt the team more? Waiting, a bunch waiting of young, to fire. Waiting to, yeah, a bunch of young OC and DCs will become head coaches next season. Yes. Dude, there, there are so many questions. And like that, I kind of think that Matt Rule could part of the reason why David Tepper isn't going to fire him this season is because you're not going to name an interim coach all right. these guys that are so heavily connected to Matt Rule, like Phil Snow, like Nixon. Because as soon as Matt Rule is gone, they're out the door with him. So that's and definitely I think a- they're thinking about this is not an interim, but like we have to fire Matt Rule, we have to fire him. Let me ask yeah. though: w- Would you rather have a new coach come in with Matt Rule's kind of leftover parts and his 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 coordinators and everything, or would you want to bring in a whole new regime? Because not he would bring in Matt everybody. New. The only problem, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's time think... to clean house, bro. Right, it's time yeah, to it clean too. house. So I don't, there I don't has never been that. a time where this team has had less chance. I don't care. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't even want to hear a, even the offensive line. The fact that it's so bad is a referendum on this staff. Yeah. It's a referendum. Like, I mean, on is that this? Is like, why is it this bad? Well, how is it that you can be this fucking bad? And we're talking about Michael Jordan, the guy that he said he is the brand. Do you yeah. remember he said he is the brand? No, he ain't. If getting beat like a drum is the brand, then welcome to the Matt Rule yeah. brand. Yep. Yeah. It's a mess, dude. Uh, it's, it's it's arguably the worst team. I don't know. I ain't got no. I mean, at no least we're not the hey. Jaguars right now. I mean, well, the Jaguars. Well, are- well, be. That's another thing, dude. No, I don't even like saying. Oh, at least we're not the duh. At least we're not the duh, dude. We are fucking insert team, dude. Oh, Lions, Browns, Jaguars. Uh, you name it. The piece of shit dumpster fire that you name. The Panthers are equal to said dumpster fire. And I you agree to an extent. Me otherwise. Hold on. Final donation. 89 J uh, Stubb says our, uh, says our schedule is tough next year. I say keep rule and Sam. Trade DJ and see what you can get and try and get young in 2023 yeah. with a new coach. Thank you, J Stubbs. I mean, look, man, going forward, none of us want Matt Rule. I mean, you have an entire fan base that is at the stadium booing Matt Rule as he leaves the field. Tony, you made a great point. Like, David Tepper has the bank account to just say, okay, look, I really fucked this up. Panther fans are super upset at this. But part of the discussion that we have to weigh into this, that now if you start over, well, whoever the next coach is, now you're dumping a whole lot of excess baggage right onto their lap. 
Uh, I mean, you're going to ask a, 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 a coach to come in on a young football team, install a new offense with probably going to be new offensive linemen. You're about install a offense, bro. A I new mean, one? I mean, yeah. fine. I mean, I, I haven't heard of anything bad yet. All right, keep going. I mean, the <laughs> you know, if we – and then another thing that we have to realize, too, is basically it's going to be like the free agency market. Whatever coach that you want, there's going to be a ton of openings this year. A ton of openings. And a lot of them are going to have more cap this space, is the sound more draft of a- picks. You are listening to people. No, you you are listening. Cody right now sounds like a woman who's been beaten by her husband for years. Oh, please. I hit back. He doesn't. You don't hit me. I pack a gun, motherfucker. (laughs) Bam, bam. Oh, he'll be. He he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. He's trying. He's just under a lot of pressure and stress. Someone else won't treat me better. Someone else won't treat me better. You, this is the idea that we have to hold on to Matt Fool because there is, we're not worth something better next year, is complete malarkey. You just told me that we have to. Oh, I mean, we got to install a new offense. Hell, we don't have a offense, bro. So, yes, installing a new offense is better. Than not having a offense, I don't care. It can't. How could it be worse than this year? How? I mean, yeah, that's what everybody. That's pretty much what everyone's saying, dude. It, it can't be worse than this year. And then you have players like uh, Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, who should have seen the field. Deontay Brown was another healthy scratch today. Just didn't play late in the season when you're not playing for the playoffs. You don't take this time to evaluate the talent on your football team. It's just like all the things that are common sense to a fan base, they're they're like algorithms from an alien species out in space to Matt Rule, dude. It's like they're so far beyond his football knowledge. It's the dumbest shit in the world to me. Um, Did you you see what John Miller said about today's performance? He was no, asked I, about it. He said, it's the NFL. Sacks happen. Wow. Especially when you're John Miller. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, th- this guy is getting his dick kicked into the dirt every other play, man. It's it, it's I, embarrassing, man. I, 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 I will pride myself on this, is that as I have, I feel like I've matured in this podcast over the last nine years, right? So, um, and what I mean by that is, like, I got real upset about things in the beginning. You know, we get agitated about stuff. But you start to learn the rhythms of the season. You start to, I feel like I do. You're like, you learn that injuries happen. You learn that expectations can be fan. You know, like, you don't, you become more realistic. In fact, uh, my my buddy who does, I go on the radio with my boy Clip Brock on Fridays on Pirate Radio he used to always laugh and not laugh, but he would a little tease me and be like, oh, you love the draft. You like the draft, you know, and he hates the draft, like the combine. He's like, you don't really care about it. He doesn't care about it because he's been doing this for so long that it becomes exhausting. 
right? And so I am to that point now where I hate the draft. I hate the combine. I hate all of you this. You better learn to love it, man. That's the only no, good thing we have. I won't no, be excited. I will year. not be excited about someone who writes 9,000 pages and only uh, 1% of 1% turns out to be right. Right. Like, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I just, I mean, and what I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just, I can't get super excited. But at the same time, I don't get super down on things, right? Like one play doesn't dictate how I feel about somebody, this or that. And when it came to rule, I feel like I am very fair and I've been um, very kind of cautious and being too quick to say, oh, he's the problem. He's the problem. He's the problem. Right. I mean, like, and what did I say last year about Joe Brady? When did I say about Matt Rule? If this looks competent, I will be happy. A first-year head coach in the NFL. If we put together a competent team and we look like we're we're not in over our head, I'll be excited. And I was. And I said, I didn't even need Joe Brady to be the next wonder boy of the NFL. I just needed him to be average. And it kind of was. But this has, this, it's gone so bad, dude. It's so bad. Like, you can't look at it and tell me, like, we would be foolish to not be weird, like, not to be upset right now. Yeah, everyone. You would be very foolish to to try to be glass half full at this point. Yeah, and Tony, those people, Tony, those people are fucking crazier to me. The ones that are like, oh, you guys are being too harsh. Like, and give him his third year. Give him a break. Call the jeepers. Like, nah, dude, what are you talking about? When you're the head coach, you're being paid with the assumption that you're, control, that you're in control of this football team. You live and die by the record that your football team produces. The, the record is who you are. And when you have a team that is continuously dropping games to not only the worst teams in football, but division rivals are just able to kick your ass up and down the field. Your record in December is abysmal. We are never you know, in contention for the playoffs under Matt Rule, and he's had some time. We now know through the Joe Person article that Matt Rule has final say-so on all football decisions. So for the past two years, this man has signed off on two drafts. He has signed off on two free agencies. And yet this team seems to be regressing worse than it ever has been before. It's bullshit and it's absolutely unacceptable. And you as fans have a right to be pissed off about it. Now, one more thing, Tony Dunn. You said I reminded you of like a, an abused housewife. Nah, dude, I'm her butch lesbian best friend that's been hitting on the wife forever, that's packing a gun in my pantyhose, getting ready to come and pop the husband who's beating on the woman I love, right? And that's the Panther fandom. We're coming for your fucking throat if you continue to have this football team be a dumpster fire, man. We want you the wanted to, to give him a, a you want to give him another year. Team. You want to nah, give him dude, another fuck that. year? I've never you been on have Matt another Rule. Day. Nah, you dude. not have another day. I've you never said been on Matt Rule. Have a third year. You said, nah, you just never, said it. bro. Didn't he say, nah. "Hey, what? 
you said what happens if you go and you get these people there's a bunch of jobs out there this or that you might as well drive this train into the ground is basically what you said i disagree it's time this it's time to leave leave the abuse folks the number is 252-228-5098 that's 252-228-5098 it's your hotline for domestic carolina abuse let's go to these calls so what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty shit. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Hey, guys. It's Joey. Yeah, I'm kind of drunk. Uh, I just, I spent most of this game, I had company over, so I didn't really get to pay most, uh, too much attention to it. But this game, as much as, like, a lot of us, actually, I would have to say, including me, didn't really want to win because of how it would mess up our draft pick. This is a game, this is one we should have won, actually. Mm-mm. If it were early in the season, we should have won it. But, you know. Hey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> somebody shouted him out in the background. He's like, what? What? Don't say my real name on the podcast. How y'all doing? Is she classy? Hey, what hey, up, man, G? How in the fuck did we lose that damn game? How, man? Groundhog Day. game left in the season, which is next week. And I'm just ready for this season to be over with, man. I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't stand the play calling. The defense played pretty good, but at times the defense is cheap, like, It's like, I don't get it, man. It's food really gold, don't. man. And Derek Brown finally got a damn fucking sack, finally, man. <clears throat> I told you my, my thoughts on Derek Brown, you know what I'm saying? But anywho, man, Sam, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this dude, man. He kept eyeballing damn DJ Moore a majority of the fucking game, man. He hit, he hit Terrence Marshall Jr. on that one good pass, but there were so many open plays during that game, man. He kept staring down DJ Moore. That is a fucking problem, man. Like, for real. I'm like, come on now, y'all. And Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, you know, he scored. Shots out to him or whatever, man. Abdullah played a pretty decent game, man. But I'm like, come on now, y'all. We should not have lost that fucking game, man. We better than that, man. Give me a thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. It's 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 funny he's talking about how do we lose that game. I shit you not, when it was the third quarter and we were up ten to nine, I was watching this game and I was like, How are we winning this game? It felt <laughs> like we were losing the whole time and we were up by one point and it felt like we were losing. It's terrible. Dude, and um, he mentioned uh Sam staring down his receivers. So it's funny. Uh last week at the end of the Tampa Bay game, Cam Newton threw an interception. Like right to one of the Tampa Bay defenders to end the game. And I feel like Sam Donald did the same thing today. The last Panthers offensive snap, mm-hmm. he just chucks an interception right to him. He's like, dude, we need to fucking go home. This sucks, man. I know. Thank uh, you. Yeah, but he does stare down his – look, man, that's why I said we know who Sam Donald is. Like, they, if you would have made this scenario in your head before the game, and I were to tell you all this shit that happened today before the game, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds exactly like the Carolina Panthers. Like, nothing surprising happened today. 
Sam Darnold is not a good quarterback. It's not going to be our future. And if Matt Rule has his way, which we know he does, he's probably going to be our starting quarterback going into next season. Mm-hmm. So it's like, unless I'm David not even J- mad at Sam Darnold, bro. I am not. You know what? To be yeah. honest, is that he has played. He has he played well at all this season? No. He- I mean, but at the same time, I mean, yeah. been, I mean, there might have been a couple of a good plays. Every yeah, there were some complete, like he like ran the, the ball in the beginning, all right, and some stuff the, like that. The but, first game against the Saints was was a really good. I mean, was one of his best games he's had. But outside of that, it's been but, pretty. Yeah, I mean, but he I throws a good ball every now and then too. Yeah. <laughs> the thing though is this: is that we thought that Sam Darnold was. Um, you know, kind of under it was his circumstances before that had limited that that had that had kind of ruined him or, you know, it had made him poor or bad or whatever it is, not good. And you could still say that right now. You could say that the circumstances in Carolina, like, I mean, there is an idea in theory like that his he has not been put in a place to succeed. And yeah, but he's and, ruined. That's fine. Yeah, we he's have. Ruined. Yes, no, he's done. He's done. It's not no, going to get better that. for him. At least we had hope that this well, could we, change him. We thought that our coaching staff saw something and could do something mm-hmm. to build upon. You know, like to reclaim him. This reclamation project. And you know what? They made him worse. They fucking made him worse, dude. Like they almost owe him an apology. A. <laughs> And B, they owe us an apology for trading for all of this. And C, when you hear the rationale about how they came to the decision to go with Sam Darnold, it feels so reckless when it comes to like the the team. And this has been my criticism. This is why I feel like we have to get rid of this Matt Rule experiment is not because of what this team did today. The fact that we lost today is not surprising to me. Right. It's not surprising. In fact, I didn't really even expect our team to be much better than it is this year on paper, on record, the record. The problem is, is that this coaching staff looks like a drowning. I'm not a great swimmer. All right. I'm not a great swimmer. I can swim. I can keep myself alive. But when I get like when you when you're not a good swimmer and you get out of breath, you get fatigued, you get panicked, you start the panic kicks in even more and it becomes worse and worse and worse. That's what it feels like with Matt Rule. It feels like a flailing like I don't know what to do. And I even feel like Sam Darnold was kind of that not kind of that he was that it was like oh my god we don't it didn't work with teddy bridgewater oh my god we couldn't get sam bradford or sam uh matt stafford oh my god oh my god oh my god let's get sam darnold and they didn't even have any experience with him Basically, they saw that Phil Snow said he kind of reminds me of the guy we were trying to get. And they're like, "Let's get him, let's get him." And by the way, remember Joe Brady did uh, say he hadn't even, uh, you know, he was going to get to know Sam Darnold like when he met him. 
that he hadn't really right. done it. Yeah, he didn't yes. make an endorsement one, one way or the other. By the way, you know what else Sam Darnold is? Uh, he is a, someone who gets to join the long list of uh, people who use Cam Newton as a scapegoat for their own inadequacies. Uh, today, uh, at the post-game press, press conference, uh, Sam Darnold was asked um, on the offensive struggles, bottom line, everyone's not playing good enough. Me, Cam, everyone on offense, we're not playing good enough to oh, win games. no, he didn't. So Dad. Cam Newton Dad played one snap. Cam Newton played one snap. Broke his manicure and yet, thumbnail. And, and yet, he needs to bring up on. Cam Newton's name. How many yards did he gain? He gained like Bro. six yards in that rush, Five. right? Five. That Five. Hold on, hold on. It's You've gotta, so uncomplimentary, dude. Like we is. were sitting here defending him, saying, "Yeah, we know who Sam Donald is." But then you're Cam's over some there cheering like him. This. Did you yeah, see them man, when they like, cheering him? We dude, got a touchdown. Cam's over you there. You have to learn. These people don't know sometimes when to just shut the fuck up. Just say less, can I, dude. Can Quit I tell talking. you this? Like, and I listen. I we can all be point at that and talk about this game. I don't think that statement was talking about just today. He said, we haven't played well as an offense. Me, sure, Cam Newton, you, and Cam Newton has not played well. But you don't mention that today. Days. You don't mention that after you got your ass whipped up and down the field. Because Cam Newton never said, hey, that me right. and Sam Darnold need to play better. That's the point. There's some shit that you do and don't say. That's some shit that you don't say. And I feel like th this team is so undisciplined because of our bullshit coaching staff. They really just have no cooth to them, man. They have no discipline. They're, they're always looking for a way out because everyone probably feels like they've been played, like they've been put in a position to fail. That's probably why he's trying to tether Cam Newton's name to this whole shit because he's like, well, look what we're all having to play behind. But, dude, regardless, you just don't say that shit, man. Because now he sounds just like Matt Rule taking opportunities to shoot at Cam Newton. When, by the way, thank God he even came back to this team this year because that was the only fucking thing Panther fans got excited about this year. And even if someone's a Cam Newton hater, you better admit that too. Dead to me. Dead to me. Get your name, get Cam's name out of your mouth. And I don't want to hear this. Is I hear I hear people talking shit about Cam right now. I, one person in the in the comments on our last YouTube video, and and I thank him for watching the show. He always comments. He's always writing the comments and stuff. But they like to come. Some people like to come after Cam. You cannot blame this season on Cam Newton. No, like there's no reason. Like no. here's the thing: the only thing that we should have said is we shouldn't have brought Cam back. It's unfair. I told you we didn't. I didn't want to bring Cam back because of this. This is the whole thing. Is you gonna point the finger? It has nothing to do with us. The the team was broken before Cam Newton came up right. into this joint. Right. So Sam, get that fucking name out of your mouth. And I mean that because Matt Rule. This is this is something Matt Fool will do. You know, well, the, and it's like I if I hear one more person say, "Oh, because we didn't have Christian McCaffrey." In fact, I want to talk about this. Uh, Mel Mayock, former uh, co-host of this show, and I gotta say, not happy about this exchange right here. And I gotta, I'm calling you out, Mug. You're getting the ice up from me. Ooh. Getting the ice up from me on this is that because he is one of these positive rule people. Right. 
the positive rule people, whatever that is. He says, I do believe there should be another year to get this right. Get CMC, Horn, and an offensive line, and we could really have something. Now, let me ask you this. I mean, like, that is, again, that's like me saying, well, if I I die on that hill. What the what what does that mean? If we what if we get a completely different team? First of all, I don't want to hear no, oh, if we get JC Horn back, this team is fucking mad different. Shut the fuck up with that shit. Number one, the dude played three games in the NFL, and y'all are crowning him like Stefan Gilmore, like defensive player of the year or some shit. We go and get the former defensive player of the year, and guess what? We still stink. So, no, I hope J.C. Horn turns out to be a fantastic player. But not all of a sudden that this, what, if we had J.C. Horn, we're 10 and 6? Shut up. Get the fuck out of here with that. A a guy who hasn't even played a full season, hasn't even played, no. Is that, yes, are we optimistic about him? Sure. But get the fuck out of here with that. Number two, get the fuck out of here with CMC being held. Like, okay. Well, if if fuck it, if my aunt had, oh, uh, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle, dude. That's right. Well, okay. Well, man. All right. Well, if if if, and then oh, just go get an offensive line. Yeah, just just go get one. They just grow on trees. We only have one draft pick. We got shut up. You can't fucking just magically. Fix all. Oh, well, well, uh, you know what? If we were the Chiefs, we might be good. If we were, I mean, like, no, this is the dumbest. I'm sorry, I can't. If, 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 I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. So, look, the part that, like, I have a problem with is, like, if we're saying these things, they're all true. All those things you just mentioned are true, by the way. There's no guarantee to have uh, Christian McCaffrey for a full length of time. He's so injury prone. Uh, Hey, how about this? We have to hope that J.C. Horn isn't injury prone. Pray that he isn't, right? But uh, J.C. Horn, you know, let's say we have another really good corner. Yeah, that's Does that help us stop the run? Yeah, but does it make our offense any better? (laughs) Fuck no. But my, my, my real problem is this, though, is that if you say those things, it makes you a bad fan. That's always what pisses me off the most, is that when you have a critique, a reasonable critique of this football team and you make them known and you say that the man who has done nothing, Matt Rule, to earn our trust as head coach, yeah, what a shocker. We don't want him to be the head coach next year. He has done nothing to prove worthy of that job. And it this doesn't is, make us a bad fan for saying that. We're beating spouse. That he's, uh, I'm sorry. Mel Mayock, you're a beaten spouse, bro. You're scared. scared Yeah, you're scared to leave the man. And I'm telling you this is don't tell me just go get an offensive line. How do you just go get an offensive line? In fact, that is the number one critique of Matt Rule is that he didn't go get an offensive line and he's had two years to do it. And don't tell me this defense is good. I am so sick of hearing that bullshit. Is that are they awful? No. They're not the worst defense we've seen in a while. Do they have potential? Are they getting, you know, is there some young players that you could potentially build upon? Sort of. But is Hassan Reddick going to be here next year? I don't know. Like, really, tell me the staples. Is is Shaq Thompson with his beer belly out there looking like all of a sudden you're going to build around him? 
tell me where this defense is fucking dominant at. It's not Brian no, Burns. It's not. It's not Brian Burns. It's not a good safety, but it's like it, all the players that are supposed to be the 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 centerpieces, like Jeremy Chan, he's a fantastic player, but it's like you're not going to build around a, a safety, man. And we, how about this? This well, maybe year you will, but that's not it's one it's one little cog. One little cog. This unit is not dominant. All right, so you could say, oh, did they improve from last year to this year? Sure. Maybe. Actually, you know, yes, they have. But it has not been fantastic. So now let's not act like this. Oh, well, look, he just turned around the defense. Now he's just going to turn around the offense. No, this offensive line is offensive. I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. And the whole thing is this, is the more things change, the more they stay the same. And the Panthers offensive line has been terrible, terrible for years. And you can't, and they just continue to disregard it. And I'm like CK, man. I don't want to hear another if, and, but, what about, oh, this guy could be good. If they had, we can't evaluate Sam Darnold behind this offensive line. We can't evaluate Joe Brady behind this offensive line. We can't evaluate, oh, Yes, we can evaluate Matt Fool for this foolishly mm-hmm. offensive line. So I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll and I'm also, sorry. And, but he also, hold passed on, on Rashawn Slater. Wait, but how about this, though? But what about Cam Newton? Does I mean, do we give Cam Newton the benefit of the doubt, too? Like, what are we going to do? Everybody, there are so many fans that are just like, well, Cam Newton it. isn't no, the answer. Nobody. Cam Newton isn't the answer. But if if, if it, what's true for one is true for the other, if if we have not given Sam Darnold a place to demonstrate the kind of talent he is, then the same shit is true for Cam Newton. Literally the exact same thing. So it's like you can make the argument for either of them as to which one deserves a shot next year. Because there's, chances are it's going to be one of them. There's and an I'm easier not argument here. My last thing, CK, is I'll pass it to you. And, and I'm sure you'll disagree with this too. I'm not convinced that there is anything that Sam Darnold does better than Cam Newton, who has actually had reasonable time to prepare like a starting quarterback. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, when we want to talk about, you know, the, the fact that uh, we don't have a reason to choose one or the other for next year that we do. Cam Newton's not under contract. Sam Darnold is like, that's as simple as that. You know, as much as we want to see Cam Newton succeed and all that stuff, it's not going to be here um, unless he's willing to come in as a backup. Because, you know, especially if it's these reports are to to be believed, Cam Newton will not be starting over top Sam Darnold with Matt Rule here as the head coach. Oh, wow. You don't even need a report. You could just watch the TV screen with that. Um, But all of that aside... I will say that Cam Newton, I'll I'll give you this. Cam Newton hasn't gotten a fair shake. Um, But again, I mean, even when he was in New England and his last year here, and I mean, it was, it was, there wasn't a lot to be able to say that Cam Newton has shown elite level talent, similar to Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold, right? But Sam Darnold's new and Cam Newton's an 11 year veteran, right? So there is, there is a, 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 something to be said that maybe Sam Darnold has a, a better, opportunity to to succeed than cam newton i'm not going to say that i don't know that either one of them are the answer and i don't believe 
them to be, in my personal opinion. I don't think either one of them are going to be uh, the reason why we succeed as a franchise if we ever get a chance to. To me, neither my, my... of them will succeed. Well, neither, neither of them will the succeed. Let me just team. say one more thing I'm about sorry. Cam it's just going simple. forward, though. About Cam, my thing is, if you actually put a good offense in front of them, right? Hypothetically, who do you think is more likely to make you go on a run, Sam Darnold or Cam Newton? Neither. If you if you actually I can't put, answer that. If you I actually put the pieces around so them, I, but I'm going to go with the quarterback that has the experience, that knows the routes, that's able to, and has time to prepare. I have seen Cam Newton play at higher levels than Sam Darnold ever has. And if that's making me decide between the two of them, then I'm going Cam Newton all day. Because Panther fans do not want to watch shit, Sam Darnold. This is sleight of hand magician shit, Cody. You're trying to pull a, so This is what Matt Rule will tell us. This is a Matt Rule trick, basically. This is sleight of hand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter whoever. You could put damn Aaron Rodgers on this team right here, and we probably couldn't go on a run with this bum-ass coach. And this bum. Like, I'm sorry. Is at this point, it's not fair. I didn't want to do this. To, this was my biggest fear about Cam Newton. Everything I have wished for Cam Newton since he left was for him to have one last hurrah. And that didn't mean playoffs. It just meant a complete season where people saw the Cam that I remember. Right? And it didn't even have to be the greatest Cam you ever saw. Just somebody that had a good year where they kind of just dispelled the stupid narratives or this and that. But no, guess what happened? They put him on the New England squad, and New England had the most opt-outs. They didn't have anybody and this and that. And I even heard this. And look, another example of this is I heard them talking, and they were singing praises about Mac Jones this year. And they said, they said, and this team last year didn't have an offensive line. They didn't have any weapons. And they had the most opt-outs. But they went out and spent money in free agency. They put a good defense in a running game around a quarterback and put him in a place to succeed. And I just was sitting there going, so you put my man Cam in a place where he couldn't succeed. And I just thought this, is him coming back here i didn't want to see him go in like out like this with us in so fact i didn't even want him back. playing today i didn't even let want him, him running back let him run not with back. matt rule not with matt rule no what are they gonna do just use him as a he is he's a patsy bro but you point. don't even think matt, but you don't think matt rule is going to be here next year so why not run it back with cam it, my, my point is, it's either Sam I want to I want to move Cam forward Newton. at this point. Yeah, yeah. I want right. to move I, forward we with all, all of this shit. I want to all do all of this. But it's past. like hope, dude. It's like hope in one hand and shit in the other. The when it's see which one and see yeah. which one fills up first, dude. The it, what I'm saying is, you are only going to have either of two options next year unless you. That's trade. not true. Yes, That's it, not is. True. it is. Okay, what are our other options? First then? of all, is that first is that you have Sam Darnold or other options. That's it's it. Because Cam, Cam Newton is just one of the other options. That's just one. Of, but, like, here's the thing is, no, you could go and get another free agent. You could who? trade, who? like you said. Who, though? Russell like, Wilson. That's what I'm saying. You have Aaron to be willing Rogers. to up. Would you it have to be, oh, okay, you have to be willing to up. Okay, you have to be willing 
Well, I just so, don't feel like you're making it this unfair dichotomy between Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. No, but it's not. That's an unfair dichotomy to me as a fan. So I want to think. Do you think we're going to do that? You think we're going to trade for one of those guys that you mentioned? I have no idea what we're going to do until I see if Matt rules the coach or not. That's what I have to see is this, yeah. is that. And right now, to be honest, is that we might be uh, at this point in the picket race, right? Isn't his name? That's uh, that's who the draft, the mock drafts I've seen so far have us pick. Yeah, I mean, we might be in that race. Yeah. And I mean, it might be too, it might not be the right move. I don't know if it will be the right move, but I don't think this is, I, I mean, I think I, uh, I, first I owe Teddy Bridgewater an apology. Right away, I give Teddy Bridgewater apology, not because of the player that people told me he was and how good they're, because he, he's not. He's not good like they told But maybe he was right about this staff. He was very critical. Like, he, like they, re they reached the impasse, and maybe Teddy Bridgewater saw it. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater, or actually he saw that these guys were fools. Maybe. I'm telling you, man, he called the staff out, and you know what? What are we doing right now? calling staff out so no i don't want i just uh, i don't know i just don't think cam's gonna fix it i don't know i just want this to end whatever the fuck we have to watch with matt rule i want it to end yeah i, I want us to go get doug peterson i want us to go get i know you guys are all about b enemy b enemy no Roman, uh, dude, Greg Roman. You're so you know, crazy, cares? dude. I don't you care. Don't want you the know guys those are all I don't get on the B enemy and dick, the MVP. Those are all Come on, dude. Right I don't even care. Hey, Anything's hey, better than this. Anything is better than this. 252-228-5098 is the Panthers domestic uh, abuse hotline this week. <laughs> as we you. are abused spouses under the Matt Rule House two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. What's up, CC? Oh, no, <laughs> poor kid. I'm about to cry. Oh uh, no! This is crazy. I mean, like, what are we doing wrong? Like, this is stupid. I'm tired of losing. We lost about eleven games now. About eleven games now. This is crazy. We only won five. I am tired of losing. Like, this is stupid. Like, how do you, how do you miss a field goal? How, DJ Moore, how do you miss an open pass? There was an open pass and he dropped it. I, I don't know anymore. This is, this team, I swear, this team did not change. By this, by this new season that's coming up this year, this new season of football, and I swear, I am burning my sheets, I am repainting my room, everything that's Panthers in my room. Oh no! It's going out. It's going in the trash. He's drawing one. Stupid. I'm like, go oh, have a nice day. I'm about to cry. Dan Noah, you know that needs I to be the post game speech in the locker room, dude. I honestly, <laughs> right no, no lie, for real. I wish David Tepper could hear that. Yeah. I wish David Tepper could hear that little boy talking about him on the verge of wanting to burn his Panthers here, dude. 
and again, Tony, listen, you made that What's was the one most, of the, when dad hits mom. Who hurts dude, the most? Dude, but the point that you made earlier about him having enough money to just move on, dude, that's the best point, man. Like David Tepper, I think you have at some point he has to be big enough to understand that you have made a detrimental mistake. You're not going to be able to go back in time and fix you making that mistake. It is what it is. Better you know it now. And do something in order to fix it. If there would be any reason for David Tepper to actually make that call, it's listening to calls like that, man. Right. Listening to Noah, who's destroyed, devastated. Like, dude, it, it, it's tough, man. Like, you want something to hope for, something, you know, a, a beacon of light somewhere down in the tunnel. But there just isn't one, man. And it, it's tough, dude. God, you know, sorry, no. when, when dad hits mom, the, the person that hurts the most are the kids. And uh, at this point, I want to know for, I, I, I feel like people You're who are saying. You're determined to make we, this about domestic abuse. Uh, <laughs> totally, it is. It totally is, man. What um, a lane. Um, uh, yeah, that's the hill I'm dying on. Yeah, the, yeah uh, cool. Uh, the other thing is this, is. Uh, don't you know is that for people that are saying we got to give Matt rule one more year this and that does it really help the kids to stay together until they're out of high school and then you get divorced as soon as they leave or do they recognize that you were trying to play them like a fool the whole time by that maybe honesty is the best policy if you guys are unhappy just get a damn divorce Noah don't burn your mess yet. Don't repaint the room. Don't do that. All we got to do is call in to the C3 Panthers podcast like you do. Best caller yeah, on the show. 252-228-5098. Yeah. Love you, uh, Noah. Know, Keep pounding. People are always here if you are in distress. If people have hurt you in your life like the Carolina Panthers have hurt us this week or this season, you can call in. And there is always someone here to listen. And uh, just know tomorrow will be better. I think as long as we get rid of this fool next call. Hey guys, this is Panther pickle. Listen, I, I don't see how we can not fire Matt rule because if you, if you keep Matt rule, even for, for, for you say one more year or, or however you do it, let's be real. How can he go out and perform his job? I mean, what you're going to do, tell him, okay, we're not certain that you're going to, we're going to keep you past next year because you'll probably screw up. So we're not going to let you resign your guys. You're not going to do that. Riddick is expecting a big fat paycheck. Well, guess what? He only fits Matt Rule's system. Now, in a pinch, you may can get him to be a regular 3-4 outside linebacker, but that means you're stuck in the 3-4 as long as he's on your contract, plus he's not big enough to play a defensive end role uh, or even a, a linebacker in a regular 4-3 defense. So you're kind of stuck with him if you give him big enough money, and and I mean and 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 I mean we're just that's just one tip of the iceberg, you know. And and there's a lot of decisions that Matt Rule commands. What are you going to do? Tell Scott Federer because we're not certain Rule's going to make it. You can't trade any picks. So you know it, it would be easier just to dump Matt Rule, accept your losses, and move on. You know, I mean. Matt Rule's salary is not coming out of the uh, right. the, the, the the salary cap, so 
I don't expect him to turn around and 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 tell Tepper that I don't expect Tepper to do that. Now, what could happen is Tepper could walk up and say, "Okay, um, you know, you're not getting your power. We're removing your power. You're not getting under roster control." We're giving it to Scott Fitterer. You're not, you can't hire your own coordinator because we want to hire somebody that can replace you in a pinch. Um, that's not going to work out. So I could see Tepper forcing that issue and not really just say, you know, this ain't going to work. We'll just separate. We'll just do the mutual separation de- deal and go our separate ways. That, that may happen, but the, the, it's, it's purely incompetence to keep Matt Rule for another year. Because he, it, it's, it's what are you going to do? Allow him to draft people that you know are going to suck? I mean, it's it's just dumb. It's dumb business wise to do that. Y'all have a good one. Um, I want to go ahead and say this real quick: is uh, Noah uh, send me an email at Carolina Cat Chronicles at gmail dot com. Hit me up on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles um in my in dm whatever send me your address we're going to send you some panthers some c3 swag nick montiero gave me this idea he said we got to get this kid some gear uh from c3 he said i pay for it i said no we're we're doing this we're gonna get you some gear noah uh make sure you check with your parents first though before you send your address out to me or whatever i don't want to be causing no trouble or nothing but still uh, we want to keep you as a fan. We, we appreciate your calls, man. We appreciate your your passion for this team. And I got a cam wow for you. I got some t-shirts I can send you. I'll scrounge up whatever Panthers swag I can get you. We're going to keep you around, my man, uh, as a Panthers fan, just like all the people listening tonight. We appreciate you. The number is 252 252- Two two eight fifty ninety eight. Let's dive into the Joe Person article. Yeah. Um, or, or let's. I mean, we're going to react about this on the Tuesday night show. I'm sure that this will be a, a, a big part of our discussion for sure. But uh, I guess I, I thought I, I was actually irritated about how much traction the article got, and I won't say irritated. But I do feel like we've all been like the whole Panthers community, the podcasters, the YouTubers that have been kind of maybe speculating all of this. It may be I would say this, maybe not irritated. That's not the right word. I felt like Joe Person's article gave our criticisms credibility. Yeah, well, dude, I think if it, it, it lends an argument to uh, why everyone is in this chat room right now man all the people that we have joining us live all of the people that continuously join in to this podcast like uh, you know when we have been literally not to pat ourselves on the back here but us and you know even a bunch of other panthers you know content creators but especially us we've been talking about forever all of the things that joe person confirmed talking about how you know, Matt Rule is this college coach doing college things, and it's not meant for the NFL level. I also think one of our biggest questions about who is making the decisions has been, you know, kind of big time answered in that Matt Rule has all football decisions. He has the final say-so. 
So I take this to mean draft, free agency. It kind of makes you look at things different. Like, who really did want Cam Irving to come here? Who did, Who really did want Pat Elfland to come here? Because when I look at how he's evaluated Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen and Cam Irving and Pat Elfland, it makes me think that because he continuously plays them, he was the one that wanted them to come here, and Matt Rule was the one, or uh, Favor was the one that just signed the contract, dished out the numbers for him. So uh, that's another big, real damning thing about this Joe Persian article is that it puts even more of the blame on uh, on Matt Rule. And the biggest thing that I wanted to get all of you guys' opinion on is there's a part in the article where reportedly he said to all the players. I could take more money and get more money going to be a college coach, but no, I'm going to stick around here and stick it out with you guys. Now, Matt Rule refused to comment on this. He said he didn't want to comment on, you know, shadow quotes and people that are anonymous and whatever. But this 100% was true. Uh, I mean, it was confirmed that places did reach out to inquire about Matt Rule being the head coach at a bunch of different colleges. So the the fact that he would just kind of say that too, like I don't know if that actually did him any favors there, but do you think that Matt Rule should have taken a job somewhere else? Because if I were him, I think that might have been the exit point if someone else had come calling for you. Yeah, if, if you were to just if, – if he has one more year of this or even worse – I mean, I th- I think that the Matt Rule like shining, like or I guess what the polish on Matt Rule is going to be so faded that it might be hard for him to get another you know head coaching gig for any type of uh, you know major contract that he's anticipating with a college team. It's still possible, and it probably would happen just based on how colleges are kind kind of get desperate when they are so in, like, desperate. A, yeah. yeah, but he might I mean, he might have missed the boat already though. In, yeah. in theory, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like. If I'm the, looking at this Joe team, Brady thing. yeah. If I'm looking at this team from the outside, I I see a shit show. I don't want to have anything to do with Matt Rule. I know, like I, I don't I like, but I mean, I think his tenure in college is going to be more important than anything else. So, I think this is first of all that was the first line of the article, Cody, was Joe Person let the bomb out right away. I mean, talk about almost blistering paragraph. The first paragraph was in a locker room speech, like in a team meeting, he said, I could take more money, but I be- like, I'm sticking it out. I believe in this, which sounds like a lot. Like when Saban, when Nick Saban said, Oh, I'm not going to go anywhere. But then the next day he signed a contract with Alabama. Right. I mean, like the next, he was like, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm with the dolphins. And then he was out the fucking door. Man, them cats have heard that shit before. The other thing is this, is that it it's a tone deaf. This organ, Matt Rule's tone deaf. He doesn't know how to read the room at this point. And the idea is this, is that um, first, that's not what you say. No. You want to you wanna motivate this team to believe <laughs> in the process, to believe in the organization, to get the back them get the most out of them and you say well I can make more money if I just left you making 64 million bro- bucks bro these guys are out there laying it on the line for you and some of them are making like pennies compared to that 
you making plenty of money. I don't want to. It's like when I hear rich people complaining about how much that like, I mean, and then look, I ain't trying to say tax people more nothing that I just don't like when the people who cry the hardest and whine the most have the glossiest and rosiest circumstances. Mm -hmm. So shut the fuck. Shut up, Matt rule. Sorry, Noah. Mm -hmm. Shut up, Matt Rule. Yeah, I was gonna say. Shut up, shut up, and just say, "Look, I know it's not working out the way we want, but if we keep doing this and we keep grinding, leave that out of it. Don't make it about you, Matt Rule. You made it about you. I'm sick of it, you Matt fool. The next thing about the Matt Rule, the then here, and this is where you know it's true. You know he said this." Because when he was asked about it, and, and you know what? Props to Sheena Quick Sheena for Quick. coming out right out of the gate and asking <laughs> yeah. him the question about it, which is the hardest. But you know what he didn't say? He didn't say, that's a false report. No. He didn't say, I didn't say that. No. He said, I'm not going to comment on what people are saying with that's unsourced. So that means it was true. Mm-hmm. He said it. He Pretty is much. Ooh. And then the third, and just going back to reading the room, reading the room. Oh, the process is working 1,000%? No, it's not. It's not the right comment to make. It's kind of like the Sam Darnold comment. It's like, you might be right. It's like, we might be taking a little out of context, like CK said, right? Or, you know, he's just talking about the offense as general. But Cam, don't be, Cam got nothing to do with this. The stray bullets, Cam Newton's getting hit by stray bullets from Matt Rule, (laughs) from Sam Darn, poor guy just walking down the road, getting hit with stray bullets all over the place. Matt Rule needs to realize that you can't come out here and kind of push back on us when nothing's like you have to just put your nose to the grindstone and say, look, it's not going the way we wanted it to. It is, look, there's a lot of things I could do better. We're going to correct. We're going to correct. We're going to correct. But it was just like when they said, do you see there's a problem with penalties? He was asked this earlier in the season. They said, All right, do, you, what, do you think that there's a problem with this team getting penalties? How do you fix it? You know what Ron Rivera said? We're going to fix it. We got too many penalties. We got, we're going to fix it. Like you could just go into the locker room and say, fix those penalties. But Matt Rule's like, what am I going to do about it? Like, like, uh, how we go? Like, I mean, it's not my job. It's just tone deaf, man. It's just tone deaf. Read the room. Yeah. Hey, you want want another example of players being tone deaf? Uh, John Miller, when answering questions on uh, how tough it is to see Cam or Sam having to get themselves off the ground, he goes, "It's the NFL. It happens." He said, quote, it's the NFL, sacks happen. Uh, And then this dude is, um, dude, he's really got some balls about him. It's Uh, like when the guy, imagine if a guy got carted off and his neck was in the brace and all of this. And (laughs) and you're like, man, how hard was it to see that teammate maybe not be able to walk again? Dude, then he was asked how hard. Then John, John Miller was asked how hard it is for the coaching staff to evaluate its quarterbacks, but the quarterbacks under so much duress, he then said, next question. So they like, don't even want to, they don't even want to take responsibility for their own asses yeah. getting kicked. It's not like, even his fault, bro. Why, say, why are you going to bring out this yeah, trash ass guard 
who is going to have, who isn't getting paid nothing, who is undrafted probably or whatever it is, and they're going to make them trot them out and make them answer the questions. You know what I'd say is I would say, man, I ain't the face of this franchise. I ain't making no money. So ask this question to someone else. Yeah, I suck. Oh, the uh, back to the article. Here's another thing that was interesting about it. The agent, one of the he interviewed 25 people, he said, for this article. Some of them being players, agent. Uh, one of the agents said that there would be there are players on this team from Baylor and Temple that would not be on another roster. I mean, have we heard that on uh, Panthers YouTube before? Hmm. For sure. I said that about PJ Walker. Yeah. A lot man, of it, I am man. stressed, dude. I am stressed. I need a volume, and I don't even do them things. Hey, uh, you I'm know what, man? I am Look, a mess. It, it's a it's a new year. I'm telling you, you need some volume. But you know what, man? Listen, now that the holiday season is over, the you know normally that's when the family's all around. Everything gets PC. You get all hopeful for the new year. But you know what remains the same? As soon as January comes around, old habits die hard. And the fans of the C3 Panther Nation have a bad habit. And they come here because we're their pusher man. And one specific pusher man. One specific pusher man got them golden plugs, baby. Talk to them, CK. Ladies and gentlemen, you have joined in to the C3 Panthers podcast to just process what is happening with this team that started so hot, 3-0, unconvincingly winning those three games. We became enamored with this team. We said, they're going to be something. But then they became the outlier when it comes to, to, to stats and didn't make it to the playoffs. After starting 3-0, and that's a rare thing. But you guys have come here to talk about it. You come here after every game, every Tuesday night, and you haven't hit that like button yet? All of you guys who have not done that, I have one thing to say to you. This is some motherfucking subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 173 strong people watching. 113 thumbs up. Please hit the like button. Listen, we go nowhere, man. To fans like Noah, we don't go anywhere, man. We're not running. We're going to be here through thick and thin, man. That's what you sign up for when you're a real Panther fan, man. I came to this team when Cam Newton did, so I don't necessarily have the longest tenure like some Panther fans do. But you know what? When you go through trying times like this, it shows your fandom, man. And we see three fans. We demand greatness from our football team. But we're always going to be saluting and keep pounding the black and blue. And that's what this C3 podcast is all about. Help us grow. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Share. And get those likes up and hit the notification bell for every time your boys go live. And for all the draft content that you know that we have coming down the pipe. It's that time of year. Tony Dunn, let's continue. Thank God it's almost over. Can we use our first uh, draft pick to draft a new coaching staff? And keep your head up, Tony. It's almost over, buddy. (laughs) 
Man, I feel you, bro. It's like it is tough on me. And I and I'm used to disappointment, I feel like, in my life. Um, like I am not uh new to this feeling in a way. And actually, I to to be honest, in the nine full seasons that we have done this podcast, there have been less winning seasons than losing. Yeah. There have been more losing seasons than winning oh, yeah. seasons. Sure. Right? I mean, like, I mean, that's just the truth. The last, but I have never felt helpless, like hapless. Like, um, I felt like there was there's things to build upon and go forward upon. And I will argue, I and, and maybe it's just social media that has become so much so much of a larger part of our life where we're so connected into these conversations and, you know, like it's more now than it was five years ago, but at the worst moments of Ron Rivera's tenure at the worst moments of Marty Herney's tenure, I have never seen the bullets fly like they are at Matt rule from fans, from the media, from the national media. I've never seen anybody take an order. I never saw Joe person write an article about how Ron Rivera was a buffoon. Right. Or never. How about this? He never had a source that said the football team was soft. Or it's a cluster. Bloop. Yeah. I mean, dude, we, we have regressed and that's what's so hard for us now. I think it's what is interesting to me about it is that I have come to recognize that and this and this whole podcast has been about being a fan perspective podcast. I have uh, from the very beginning that I that Joey and I founded this show, we wanted it to be from the fan perspective. We wanted to make it clear to people who got paid money to cover that were journalists covering the team that we were trying to be in our own lane. Y'all stay in your journalist lane. We're over here in our fan lane. And that's where we're trying to be at. What's interesting to me is I'm used to fans being fanatical. I'm used to them being hyperbolic about things, about the doomsday situation. But what I am seeing is this coming from people who are journalists, from people who are in the know of football, from football players, from GMs, from owners, right? It's not us that are being hypercritical. I mean, we've been hypercritical. I say we are, it's not just us. Yeah, we were supposed to, we're supposed to be like that. We're yeah. supposed to be the ones that like, they're like, oh, no, nah, don't act like that. Oh, y'all are too much. Y'all are trying to make it too hot takey. They're supposed to be calming us down. I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to be like, they're the ones doing it now. I'm into it. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I want oh, to hear I want to hear the type of questions that I would ask. And, you know, shout out to Joe Person and Shane David Quick Newton. and shout Dave out to David Newton. Newton bro. There's I a, yeah, you. I mean, we, uh, we have to keep it, keep it real. You know, we've been harsh on the media at times. But I think this is, you know, times like these, I can say that 
they've done a pretty good job holding feet to the fire when I feel like they need to have been. And that's with players. That's also with coaches. I mean, I really do think that they deserve commending. The The one thing I'm waiting on, I want to know if David Tepper is going to show his face and do an interview at the end of this season. What does he have to say for himself? If he believes that Matt Rule is to be believed in, even if he doesn't fire Matt Rule, I believe that he should sell the coach that he's deciding to give a third year to the fan base that doesn't want a damn thing to do with him. David Tepper needs to come out and do an interview and convince Panther fans there's any reason to believe in Matt Rule for the next year. I Good mean, luck selling good. that. Good I luck selling that. Oh, I'd love to hear that. You know what? That would be worth it alone. I'd buy some stock and whatever. Actually, don't sell me some beachfront property down in Florida, David Tepper. Like, imagine anybody coming out and telling us, the only reason you say stick with Matt Rule at this point is because you're scared to set back the timeline. That you think that starting over puts you backwards. Like, so is that, but there is no positive things to talk about. And and really the fact that he fired Joe Brady is the number one thing to me is that if you really believe in the process working a thousand percent, like you said, then you wouldn't have fired the offensive coordinator. You would have said, look, we made some personnel decisions. That didn't work out as thought as much as we want, but I still believe in my people. He is the the, and this is where I'm going, Matt. But I'm I'm pushing back on you, Mel Mayock. I'm pushing back. Y'all are trying to tell me I'm negative. Y'all are trying to tell me I'm panicking. I'm panicking less than the dude driving the car. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule is flustered. He's flustered. He's panicking more than anybody. Oh, yeah. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. C3, what's going on? It's Vincent from Chicago. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy New Year. Uh, There's about, I don't know, a chunk of time left in the fourth quarter, but I wanted to call and throw some questions out to the panel. The reason I'm calling while the game's still on, because I just, I don't know, winning at this point in the season doesn't matter to me um, with our team and the way this season has kind of gone. Like, if we went out, I don't know, it's kind of like... What's the big deal? Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. I still have the same question as last week. I want everyone to weigh in on just what is our identity as a team? You know, it's definitely not. I don't think it's um, with Cam. Obviously, Cam didn't play. Uh, but the style of play, like we're, we're not going to be looking for a, like a Cam Newton. You know, I think we want, we want something else, um, you know. So that's what we're going to go for. Thoughts all around on that. Uh, if we end up somehow, if we win the game, does that win give us any answers to any of these questions? Like, or even if we lose the game, because the game's still going on, does the performance answer any questions? Did anyone play in a way that made you go, ah, you know, so and so? Um, for me, no, really didn't. You know, uh, I was watching the game with Cody for a little while and we were saying so it's just like two dumpster fires smacking each other um yeah but that being said during a dumpster fire it, we still don't look well coached we don't look well 
prepped. I mean, this game is just a right. collision, you know, at the line of scrimmage all around, but I still am not happy with how we look management wise. Like it just, the rule just always looks unprepared. He always looks lost. You know, even just that presence on the sideline, I just don't like. And I know the fans, um, you know, have we really been talking about the coaching? And that's my next question is as a fan, if the fan was a GM, you know, um, what would you do with the the management of the team? How and how do you? I would ask Scott um, Fitter is what I would turn do. that into a win for the organization. Really, that's my real question: is how do you I, turn these events into something good? You have to give Scott Fitter uh, his job and let him yes. do his job. Would yeah. be my first thing. Uh, but let's start uh, with the identity of the team, and then uh, move to players. Um, what is the identity? There isn't, and one. that's the scary part about it for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But there is, there isn't one. There, I think it was supposed to be the defense, the way it looked like he was building the team to begin with, but it didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to. So I would honestly say there is no identity in this team. Like there, there's no point that stands out. There's nothing that looks like we're building around at all. They look completely lost. I'm so tired of having a coach whose main priority for their offense is to be a just a pounding like pounded through just run the be a run heavy game like i i i get there's value in that and there's certain play styles that really benefit that but i'm just so tired of it because when you see the most successful teams they're not just super run heavy teams like they're they're they have a good run game but they're not so reliant on that 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 it's their entire identity like the people that have won the super bowl have been pretty pass heavy uh, over the past few years. I don't even think Rule believed in that when he said it. I I promise you, I do not think that Rule believed fully like that he that running the rock 30 to 35 times is so important to the winning. Right. I think this is that they were losing at the time and they were not running the ball. So he's like, well, guess what? I mean, running the ball would be all. If running the ball was so important, then you would not build an offensive line of softies. Right. Well, he, he can't evaluate talent. It's not like, like we're choosing to do it this way. Uh, but, Tony, that was a, another great point. You have to give Scott Fitterer his job. You need to let this man build the roster you need to let him make final decisions on the draft picks. This man needs to be a general manager. And by the way, I put this out on Twitter. Doesn't Scott Fitterer deserve a little bit of the blame too? Why would you accept a job to become a general manager where you know you're not going to have the final say-so on football decisions? Like, am I wrong in saying that I don't even take that job yeah, if it's I, under I that auspice? I, I don't agree with that. And the reason is, is that when you go into a job and you're trying to get a job, um, you don't know what you're fully getting into. Right. Like, I mean, you want the job. It's a move up in your career for you. This is a positive move for him to become a general manager. Get that on his resume. When you are interviewing among candidates, you don't get to dictate the terms. And you don't get to walk in an interview and be like, well, it's my way or the highway with this. You know what I mean? Like you can't. What I think would be interesting is that uh, if we could ask Scott Fitterer right now, did when when you interviewed for the job, did you expect it to be like this when you 
I got I think there I think there is no way in hell that David Tepper didn't make it clear to him that hey, this head coach that I hired, I brought him on to be the the leader of everything on the football team. I think he knew that this I is still what he believe was Matt Rule didn't like fitter the fitter hire. He was he was less he was not ecstatic about it when it happened. Right. Based on the way things are running this organization, who's not to say that he wasn't brought in saying, okay, Matt Rule has control right now, but we'd like to flip things around, you know? Which it did feel like a little divide and conquer move. I feel mm-hmm. like that Tepper was trying to play somebody off of Rule. Mm-hmm. Maybe like he felt like, and, and going back to that article, uh, the, the criticism about the college coach part was micromanager. And they said that that that's the problem with rule a little bit is he's like trying to do too much. Right. Going back to the identity of the team, I think it's this. You go back to being a two bit nothing. But don't you ever come back here again because I'm too old to waste my time trying to train a no good loser like you. You bum. Those guys are a bunch of bums. It's a waste of life. Living is my favorite one. My man, Rock. Rock, Rocky asked uh, my man, he said, should I keep on living? He said, it's a waste of life. God. Hey, so, so you said that Matt Rule, the problem is micromanaging that he's trying to be too involved, but. I thought that he was like, uh, didn't he have a question last week about motivation? He was talking about that not being his job or he passes that off to somebody else. Maybe he's just focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I mean, one of those things is that, all right, so I, I don't know. I don't, I, it, it said the micromanager in the, yeah. in the article, and that is maybe his, he's trying to put his hands in too many things at one time. Okay. Personnel. Well, coaching, things that don't matter. Scheme. That's like, what I'm did, wondering. Did, Maybe did, he's yeah, delegating did, the wrong things. You know, yeah, right? like it, it, it's one thing if you're micromanaging play and technique and things about the football field, but like signing a shirt when walking up to the game, dude, who gives a utter fuck about that, man? That has nothing to do with playing and you're trying to do something good for your fans. It's like, come on, what you want them to stiff the fans that have been paying tickets and have them not sign shit on their way in? How stupid, dude. That's the reason I don't like him. It's like it's one thing if Matt Rule just had a different football philosophy, but no, it's that all the things that he does are ass backward and dumb, and they're so completely contrary to common sense. Well, it's, it's just uh, ridiculous all I the time. Somewhat- I saw someone make a comparison him and Joe Judge. You know, and Joe Judge tried to put in this hard nose, like take your laps, do your push-ups, do you know, like and, and the it's cool in theory to think like that, I guess. Like is the brand you say these things like the team and this and that. I don't know. First is that you are the most, you're the best of the best you would think in the NFL. So you got to remember people with professionals. You're dealing with that deal with it. It look, whatever it is in New York, it didn't work. They got blown out by the fucking bears today, right? Whatever, whatever Matt rules brand is, it ain't working this year. 
And this message is lost on deaf ear. It's, it's falling on deaf ears. And I don't want to hear anything from Robbie Anderson, man. And I have been a big Robbie Anderson fan. Like I like, uh, I thought that he was a possession receiver last year when that wasn't his skill set. Uh, I supported him as he kind of uh, strong guard the team into a deal. Uh, and what I mean by that is because he is a professional and he had a thousand yard season and that doesn't come around very often. You try to get your money when you can. I ain't going to fault nobody for that. Right. Like he what he put the leverage on that team like he put the screw when he had the most power to do so. Imagine him trying to get a contract this year. Right. With 400 yards. Four or 500 yards or whatever he's got. He's not going to get a big deal. So I don't even have a problem with that. But when he says we're laying bricks out here, building the foundation, Robbie, you played for Temple. You played for the Jets and you played for the Panthers and they stink, bro. The only bricks you're laying are at a paper mache factory. You don't know what you don't know nothing about building no foundation. Shoot. Yeah, we know that, man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. You know who the fuck it is. David Tepper's tenure. Panther Nation. This man is, as a a Carolina Panthers owner, 22 and 43. I'm going to repeat that again. Panther Nation. David Tepper, as the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is 22 and 43. Rat rule. Tenure as the Panthers, his record is 10 and 33. And that's including the loss that we're about to take next week to Tampa Bay for both guys. I will be calling in. I have a lot to say. Man, uh, you know what I love is this is like G-Baby's energy is like contrary to most people's. Right? It's so like G-Baby mad as fire after a win. Calm is cool collective <laughs> after a loss. <laughs> Next call. Sam Darnold is Matt Rule's puppet. I repeat, Sam Darnold is Matt Rule's puppet. Fuck Sam Darnold. Oh, guys, Joey, he's feeling good. Fuck Sam. There's kids Darnold. listening to the show. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, Next now call. we care. What do you do, boy? I don't care, but I do. It's your boy, Mike. What's up, Mike? What's up, bro? Hope you boys are. You know what? We you know boys we ain't having a fantabulous Sunday. You know, because we just got mollywopped by my most hated rival in our division, and that fucking that that shit sucks, man. Um. At this point, you know, you know what I'm thinking? This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we should just give this <laughs> bottom lift goddamn English pug motherfucker another year. Okay, because, like, we're so far down the shithole at this point. Like, you know, the... The draft is is going to be. Um, I don't care what Scott Fritter does. You know where it's uh, no head coach, no new head coach wants to come into this mess. So 
you might as well let Matt Rule roll around in the shit puddle for however long. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now, if he flipped this shit around and we're a good team next year, all right, I'll shut the fuck up. We'll probably all shut the fuck up, all right? But just give him another year at this point. Um, and Tony, man, stop hating on my man, Chuba. All right, man. Yeah, I let's go. Thanks, I that man. Bomb. That man can't catch, but <laughs> he runs hard. I give him that. He does. Okay. He oh, runs hard. Okay. He dances too much, just, man. He know, needs to pick a hole and go. At this point. He's a rookie. And, oh, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Here we go. Okay. Okay. I Take remember, hat time. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Some guy named Geppetto was on here defending Matt Rule. I'm saying at this point, that was Matt Rule's burner account because Ooh. I didn't see Geppetto in the chat the following week. And I'm pretty sure he's not in it this week. I'm pretty sure. Haven't seen him. I don't know. We'll find out. But Matt Rule burner account. Geppetto. Mm. All right, Panther Pride till I die. Man, that's a dude. I would love it if, dude. I really badly want Panther, like people that you know, be it uh, coaches, ownership, front office players. I want Panthers to actually listen to this podcast. I want to. I actually, for the first time, I think I was rooting against the Panthers today. For what reason? Like I Does it deserve it. No, um, because I didn't want this. What is truly a problem, right? Like what is clearly a problem to be window dressed at the last moment. Yeah, right. You're a mute, CK. That and uh, look at it the other way too. Like, if we win this, we are a six-win team. What is the record of the people that are in the wild card? What seven, eight, nine? I don't so know. So we could say, we could say. I mean, there's a justification, but we were two games away from the wild card. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's what I did not want. I, it's fake. It's fraudulent. It's fool's yeah. gold. It is a cubic zirconium engagement ring. Yeah. And the and the problem and, given the third year is if he wins seven or eight next year, which is still not very great with no future, then where I don't think, I don't think that if we don't have a big leap forward, like if if we can't pass the eye test, like the schedule be damned. Like if we don't have progress, I don't think there's anything that saves Matt rules job next year. Oh no! All I mean is for the people who are all preaching about Matt Rule in his third year. Yeah, dude, like yeah. two wins at a time, two wins that yeah. were incrementally better. Exactly. I it's think good. we have a better record. Uh, actually, we don't. How many wins do we have right now? Five. Five. So we have the exact same record as last year so far, right? Yeah. Right now, it's actually, we have the same. exact same record, and the only reason we could be better is because there's an additional an game, game this year. One hundred percent. But in Which theory, is Tampa Bay, so we're going to lose another game. We're we could, be five yeah, we could lose another, right? Is that, again, I want to be very clear with this. The record will not change my opinion, does not change my opinion about this team. Is that the, the record is fraudulent. And I would believe I, I, there were, there was a way for me that we could have lo- that we could have only won four games this year. And I would have thought better about this team and the direction it was going. 
right? I mean, but I would tell you this is that whatever we win right now, I don't believe in the direction of the coaching staff and their vision for building this team. So I don't care if I mean I don't even care if we won this game. That's what I'm saying. If even if we won out at this point, I don't know what would have winning this game changed your opinion. If we would have marched down the field, nothing, and gotten that eight point. By the way, it was a eight point game. You had to you had to get a touchdown and a two point conversion. People were like, oh, there's time. It's like, what do you mean there's time? I ain't no time. We have a, did you see the stat that they we have five yards of offense up to that point? At, yeah. After <laughs> it was like, ah, it, I mean, it was like, and guess we put that out. Team reporter Darren Gant. God, oh my God, he might not have a job tomorrow after putting that out. If Matt Rule, cha- if I, you better hope that Matt Rule don't pick the media department. Can you um, do that? God, like, I wouldn't be. Can you just fire someone, uh, a part of the for, staff, for, for making this? Yeah, for a legitimate I stat. Like, I, if on. I was Matt you, Rule, I would be calling for Dan Gant's job today. If, yeah, if you notice something, you don't see. I mean, you might see Bill uh, vote do it from time to time, but you don't see the team reporters really shit talking the team, like and like questioning decision making and things like that. You might see like. Like uh, the off, like talking about what happened on a play, and you know maybe bad decisions there, but you're not seeing like the hard hitting questions coming from the team reporters. So they're just propaganda, really. It is, it's just bad. And I and I would tell you this is that I don't care. Like I don't know what winning three more games would have really changed about my my opinion about this team. And I will go back, and I think I have been on message and on brand for myself on this, is after that Houston game, you guys got mad at me. You remember that Thursday night game? Mm -hmm. And Sam Darnold had this game. And I thought, man, nothing was great about this moment. Nothing was that great. Like, it just felt fraudulent. Right. And they are. They're frauds, dude. Five. There are teams out there that have a. Are, I bet. Are the Eagles better than us? Yes. I, well, I, 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 read off the other teams that have a similar. I'll go to the next call. Stat Daddy. That's your homework right here. Pull up the teams that have similar records to us. Five, four, five, and six wins. And let's it's, tell us. Tell me who you feel better about what team and why. We won't go into too much detail, but I don't think I'll be uh, I, if I was those teams, be that scared of us. Next Jets, one. Giants, Seattle. Hey, Matt, Matt Rue going down this hill, okay? Um, it's your girl, Salika. He is going to die on the What's Sam up, Salika? Sam had, was going five yards. <laughs> His average was five yards the whole game, okay? <laughs> and um, he can't get in the end zone. He's never been able to get in the end zone. That's always been our problem. The dink and dunk offense. He can't make solid but huge plays. And I think for me, we all knew that the offensive line has been a big problem the whole year, you know. And right. I know part of it has been the offensive line. Part of it has just been the, the quarterback play, too. Um, but here's the issue I have. The issue that I have more than anything 
is the amount of favoritism he shows in those press conferences between the two quarterbacks. Like last week it was, we can't have the quarterback throw, turn the ball over and win, and win games. This week is our O-line is so bad, he didn't have the protection that he needed, you know, to throw the ball. Well, nothing changed between last week and this week. And unfortunately, I feel like the last five or six games, the defenses were a bit tougher down the stretch than we had in the beginning of the season. And so I, I just – I don't understand this guy. And just this amount of favoritism that you're showing is not any good. I can't see how any player, any free agent, will want to come to the Carolina Panthers next season because if they feel like they're going to be shown this level of favoritism between his Temple people and his, uh, you know, Baylor folk, and then they just come in off the street – and then all of a sudden, if I don't do it because I'm not his guy from Temple or from Baylor or he didn't, I wasn't his guy, that I, he's going to treat me favorably. And that may be part of the issue with why, even though they drafted Brady and Brady is much better, is why he's not playing Brady. But, hey, I digress. And then the defense was lax again as usual on the, um, on the defensive side of the ball. They played okay until about the third quarter, and we went down the hill like we usually do. I don't understand how we could just keep going forward with this team like this. But, hey, I digress. So like a fantastic call. Racist fantastic call. And look, yeah. does she, uh, it harkens back to the Joe Persian article. Something else that we've all been saying for a long time that Matt Rule plays favorites, that he's, you know, bringing in Temple and Baylor players that don't belong to even be on an NFL team, man. Yep. And we know this now. We know this. Like, this team has been outright exposed. Uh, we've been outright exposed, man. And there's not really too much you can do for from here, you know? And then again, Tony's saying, like, you know, it's you almost want to root against them. And I feel like a lot of players are feeling that right now because we're thinking, well, we only have one pick in the top 100 picks of this year's draft. We might as well get a premium player out of this and make it the best pick possible. But again, there isn't a whole lot on this uh, on this team to to actually look forward to when it comes to to drafting anyway. There isn't a one player that you can point to that's like, oh, we have to have that one. That's right. the guy for the Carolina Panthers that's going to change everything for us. And then I'll say one more thing. Another frustrating thing about this draft that a lot of you are going to find out if you don't know already in coming months, this upcoming draft is very top-heavy at defensive end. There are some really good defensive line players in this draft. And let me tell you, it wouldn't hurt to add some more weight to this offensive line, man. How many times are we seeing opposing running backs bounce it to the outside and our edge defenders can't contain? It's an issue, and it's been an issue. We are not fully equipped to run either a 4-3 or a 3-4 defense. We have no true base defense. That's why, like, we have... Uh, Saint season right here saying that we, you know, our defense isn't that bad, even though it's, it's the best bad. thing on our football team. Yeah. But when you look at, at, at all the different offenses they've lost against, dude, it's unacceptable, man. Mm -hmm. But in, in and that who same, have they stopped? Who have they stopped? Tell me in, that. In that Nobody. same vein, the problem with it is if you look at it, I think it's a direct correlation with their offense. We talk about it. You know, previously, prior to us feeling like our defense was finally exposed, we had this conversation constantly. 
that the reason the defense was having such a hard time, you talk about today, we were able to hold the Saints back until we just couldn't, our offense couldn't give them any time to rest. Like, there's only so much you can do as a defense. But they don't you, have when you're anybody. Three and out, three and out, three and out. They don't even have anybody. We're holding back a teams that are hobbled. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're holding back a team that has Taysom Hill as their quarterback. And don't give me none of Taysom Hill is a good quarterback. He's yeah, a I'm bum. That. He's terrible. Like, I mean, they don't have any receivers. I mean, it is is like, yeah, we stopped them. But we ain't stopped that. I don't even want to hear it. People, they they run over us. This is like going back to, again, 252-228-5098, the, the Panthers domestic violence hotline. As at first, Saints SZN, thanks for joining the show. Ain't trying to hate. I mean, look, he's actually am trying to hate on the Saints at all costs, at all times. It is kind of funny when a Saints fan is telling me, that there's something better about our team than I think there's better about our team. Isn't that, that this, that's a bizarre world we're living in right. is that his, his, or your defense is pretty good. Well, he said elite at first, then he said pretty good. Again, this is what a abused spouse says, <laughs> but, he's got, t- but he's got but, good health but, insurance though. He's got he beat me, but he got good health insurance. But dude, Saints season, you're making the point for us, man. Look at your offense. Look at how many players the Saints have lost. My brother is a Saints fan, diehard Saints fan. And today we were talking before the game, and he's trying to tell tell me, oh, the Saints, we have one of the worst offenses in the NFL. We're missing Ramshick. We're missing all these different receivers. I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you something. This defense is going to start out strong as shit, but then the dams are going to break, and mm-hmm. the flood is going to continue. And, we and didn't this de- start out, and, but this defense, was this defense will us. not be no, able. Will not. This Kamara defense will Tony. not be able to contain Tony. the offense. And Alvin Kamara, I think, was and, and ripped off. Co- Tony, he had uh, that was eleven rushes for thirty-five yards after that thirty-five yard run. He was negative yardage <laughs> until yeah. the second half. Yeah, he on that one play on that one play with nothing made the look is that you're trying to tell me this is that this Panthers defense knows the only thing they can do is the only weapon they have is Kamara and 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 Taysom Hill and Taysom Hill running the football. Yeah, couldn't do anything. They sorry. I mean, it was like they knew about. That one that. play alone, Guys, he just dusted you, everybody. Look at he, the score. It's eight, they scored 18 points. You're acting like they scored 35 on us. And no, it, my no, point is that were, it was by, enough. We were win. ahead. We were ahead, and they still like it was yeah. like it's like Kamara. It's it's kind of like how we feel about Christian McCaffrey. It's like you're like uh some uh, some other teams are like, well, oh well, it's Christian McCaffrey. Well, like they stop, of course, like he's the only thing they had. You're waiting for him to make that one play that changes everything. Yeah. And he does. And he does do that. And like that, that's the point. This defense was always going to start out strong, but then they're going to have to compensate so much for this bullshit offense that even a offense that's only Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara would inevitably be enough to beat mm-hmm. us. Yeah. They that's could the field point. goal kick us to death, dude. Yeah, death by a like, That's how it cuts. felt like it was like it was they're not even a good running. Like you felt sorry for Kamara trying to run the ball 
And they still – at any point did you think that the Panthers what, – what, what would we have been uh, needed to be ahead to win – to feel like we were going to win the game? To uh, dude, I mean, what was it? Somebody said earlier is that we were up and it still felt like we were gonna lose. Well, listen, I mean, and it was great. That's what I'm saying is this is that look, is that he we didn't even allow rushing yards and it felt like we weren't gonna be able to stop them in the end, right? Like at some point, it's like this is and it's not the deep, the defense wasn't good, period. I'm sorry, you can give me these rushing stats and this and that, but the other guy, the Callaway or the guy that. Remember that show? the best play that made on defense we made was when that he just had that ball thump on his chest. <laughs> he didn't catch it. I think Jeremy right. Chen played well. I think Jeremy, Jeremy Chen, Chen Frankie Louvu, Derek Brown. Yeah, I mean, Luvu, you guys are like Derek Brown had a good game. Like again, we are talking about a, a la- like. Here's the part like that I, I what about I, 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 uh, this, break my heart's field. This this is the this oh. is the problem. We have zero ability. To throw the football. Sam Darnold is averaging 0.0 air yards per attempt. His average entering the day was 7.6, 19th amongst qualified quarterbacks, and just below the league average of 7.9, dude. When you have an inability to throw the football, you are asking your defense to go out and win every single game for you. Mm-hmm. And that we've been doing that all season because of how bad this offensive line is and it's never been possible. The the Saints scored 18 points on a total of 280 yards. And that has a little bit to do with the sack fumble where they got the ball on the other side of the field. Um well, where did they get it? Like how They close? got it at like the 30 yard line. Didn't that only that right, so points? they get a field goal out of it. Yeah, they got a What I'm saying is now. this is that the Saints are eight and eight with nobody. They won eight games with nobody on right. offense. Yeah. And well, that's not we could really. we could not the, the one of the worst offenses. You know who has the what you know, when we say one of the worst offenses, you know why we don't call the Saints the worst offense? Because they were playing a worse offense today. One of the well, worst offenses was also on the field. I a think, worser offense. I the think Panthers, they're going to help. Sam Darnold was 17 for 26. He had 132 yards passing. Uh, we had, oh, look at us. How fucking amazing we are on the ground. Under 100 yards rushing. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I don't even want to praise. Look, is that is? are there some bright spots uh, about the youth of this defense? But I don't even think there's linchpins on this defense. And that's what I'm concerned about. Our best defensive player the whole year, Hassan Reddick, is a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent. Uh, oh, you want to put? Well, let's put. Let's point to Derek Brown as being a. And you know what? I like Derek Brown. I think he's been an important part of our defense. But guess who threw him under the bus two weeks ago? Matt Rule, Rule did. Right. So all right, we're gonna build around him and Brian Burr. Like where Shaq Thompson, twilight of his career. Who who are you really building? J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, Brian Burns. I mean, you turn Gross Matos. I mean, we, it's we, not it's, the worst defense in the league, but don't sell me that, that they're the, the one number of the best. two in. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that I, I agree don't with. Don't yeah. tell me that. Just don't. Has it improved from last year? I would say yes, but I am not even to the point where I'm defending the defense. No, I mean, it's, it's I right. defend. 
I defend them in the aspect of they they are good until our offense just can't do shit, and then our defense falls apart. I've a lot seen of times time. where not they weren't the even good then. Yeah, not all the time. So I mean, but. they're fine. They're okay. You know what? <clears throat> is they are not the shortest midget in the room. Hey, they're not the shortest what? midget in the room. Hey, but speaking of something, also something that's just as funny. Uh, do you want to see this uh, photo that I found on uh, on uh, on Twitter? This is at the Hornets game on TV. Lined up, they're doing Hornets live. And all the guys in the background are wearing shirts that say "Fire Matt Rule." <laughs> awesome. I fucking love it, dude. Hopefully, I love it. I love it. I love like it. I love you. it. I love we it. We like you. Awesome. The internet wins again. All right, next goal. Well, oh. hey guys, Joey again. And uh, you know what I just realized? And as messed up as this is, because believe me, we all used to make Teddy jokes last year because there was a time that Matt Rule wasn't that bad, and we believed we were just a quarterback away. Damn, it seems like I wasn't even born yet, but that's where we are. I think we kind of owe Teddy an apology for uh, dismissing his claims about us not practicing red zone and all this other shit. You know why? Because as bad as Matt Rule is, I don't put it past our coaching staff not to practice those things. I agree. I'm with you, Joey. All right, go ahead, Greg. You uh, You pulled the stats. Yeah, yeah, you were asking about the the records, which actually, by the way, right now we're number sixth in the draft order uh, right. after the day. We are the only five team win in the league. Uh, there are four teams. Let's see: the Giants, Jets, and Texans all have four. Lions and Jags have two. All I right. So out of the man. four, let's look at the four real quick, and then we'll go one. There's step only above one us. we can jump ahead of. Say yeah, we can no, but not Giants. draft order. But who are we? Who Giants? I, th- I think that we're a better team than the Jets. Giants, but when I say that, right. they beat the shit They out also of beat us. Yeah. So. And they haven't. All right. So I, I mean, there's probably an argument that, um, well, you know what, is that they, Daniel Jones has probably shown a little bit more than Sam Darnold has. Right. Maybe a little you know, bit, a hair, a hair bore, and he's on a rookie contract. So you give him that. Um, they're going to be turning over probably a new coach, new GM. But all right, all right. I say maybe our defense has a little bit more parts. I don't know. Maybe they beat us, so it's hard. Who else was on the list? The New York uh, well, Jets. How about this? I don't think the New York Jets. Just like we beat the New Orleans Saints earlier this year, I don't think we beat the New York Jets right now. How yeah. about this? Did you see what they did to Tampa Bay today? Yeah, they all. That did was you see they good- also blew it right at the end. They went for it on fourth down where they could have kicked a field goal, made it a seven point game. It wouldn't I didn't see that. I was even right. one so of this the is what happens. They're down on the thirty. Yard, they're down on the thirty yard line with a minute or like a couple minutes left. And I mean, they're worried about giving the ball back to Tom Brady, right? And they really want to just kind of salt the game away. It's a fourth down, fourth and two. They run a QB sneak, like a QB draw or something like that. When they were in field goal range. They could have moved it from a four-point game to a seven-point game. They then give the ball back uh, to them on the 30, and then Tom Brady just throws, like, bomb after bomb to to get a touchdown. But here's the thing is I'm not even talking about who are we better today then, but, like, who do you believe more about the future trajectory of their team or what you can build around? I would say this. Robert Sala is a first-year head coach. So, first of all, he's got a similar record to us. He's a first-year head coach. Second, they got the rookie 
quarterback, right? They've had some some problems and some struggles, but they also have multiple first round draft picks going forward. And our second round draft pick, will, which will be a very high one uh, right, at this right. point in time. So, and a right. better quarterback. Zach Wilson has shown more than Sam Donald this year. They're in a way. Okay, but even, enough. yeah, I mean, and that's even better. But I'm, their future trajectory right now, better and that's ours. that's hard to say for the Jets. All right, so give me another one. Uh, well, let's see the six win games that are above us. Um, no, the Seattle other Chicago. four game. What was the, oh, other, the other four ones? Is, is uh, Texans or is the other four win team, dude? Davis Mills has been balling. I think they would beat us now. Poor oh, David yeah. Cully. Look, yeah, did everybody we were leaving those guys for dead? At least they got more spine and backbone. Who's next? They have more fight, yeah. Uh, the, well, the next are the six win teams. I don't think the two win teams compare Detroit and Jacksonville, really, but I still think both of those teams are in better position than we are based on where they're at. Detroit yeah. has two first round picks going forward and has shown some fight. They've shown they fight. They've they've yeah. covered, they've beat the spread more often than any other team in the NFL, which what means they're winning close wins? games. These six, and what I mean are by this, and really what I'm trying to get to is. If we would have won seven games with the same exact team, right, and the same kind of cloud hanging over us, what would the number have been that made us feel different about the future? Because I don't think it's five wins. I mean, yeah, we, we, we're not that. We're not worse than we were last year, but I feel worse. So who's got I, six? Uh, the six win teams are Seattle, Chicago, Washington. Seattle okay. might be in a bad spot. Right, because you're worried about Russell Wilson leaving. They don't have a lot of draft Mm-mm. equity going forward either. Yeah, so they they're gave probably their first round to the Jets. They're looking probably for a new head coach. But you know what? I'm not going to feel sorry for teams that have won or fan bases that have won Super Bowls in the in the recent years. In Chicago, I would be concerned about them. But you could at the very minimum say is that they have what if a fan would say is that Justin Fields. Looks is, promising. Could yeah. be promising, yeah. Could be, and even though, well, he's he shown played, some promise this year too. But but today they blew out. This is how bad the Giants are. They got smoked by Chicago and Andy Dalton. Yeah, it wasn't even Justin Fields. So I would actually put us in. That's funny, isn't it? Funny that the teams that have one less win than us have more. Their fan bases have probably more to think about going forward. Look, the battle for the worst team in football is the battle of the big cats. It's Panthers, it's Lions, and it's Jaguars. Those are the three worst teams in the NFL. And I I would say at least the Detroit Lions have a coach that at the end of a bad season they do like and they do, you know, they, they do believe in. And then the other, you know, we mentioned the Jaguars and the Jets. I know Trevor Lawrence has thrown a ton of interceptions this year, but they have young, talented quarterbacks that are going to get a chance to reset at the end of this year and get better offensive lines. They'll get some better coaches in a lot of those different places. Again, this is not a very – it's not a destination, man. If you're talking about coaches or players, you're asking a lot – for someone to come here and try and clean things up. You really are, enough, man. Throw enough money out there, somebody's going to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about being a destination when it comes to that. It won't be the person I mean you want. Is, is. You're right. right. You're next, right about that. Yeah. Next call.
<laughs> Matt, Matt Rule going to die on this hill, okay? Um, is it girl, Salika? He is going to die yeah. on the hill. What's hey up, guys, what's going on? This is Zach Harris from Canapolis, North Carolina. Hope you what's have up, a Zach? good New Year. Um, I really didn't get to watch much of the game today. I was able to listen a little bit on the radio. Um, I had to work today. Um, from what I can see, same old bullshit. Um, honestly, they only played camp one play. I thought that was some bullshit. Excuse my language. You know, uh, there's just a lot, man. Um, hey, it is what it is. I wasn't even looking forward to even watching today. Uh, I know that sounds terrible. I just wasn't excited about it uh, at all. But I don't know, man. It is what it is. Um, I do have a question for everybody on your podcast. Um, what do y'all think about uh, Hubbard as the running back? And I hope y'all have a good evening. Peace. Let's do this. Let's do this, man. I'm a proud super defender, and I'll be the only one on this podcast to do it, man. Listen, does he have good hands? No. Does he take the best routes all the time? No. But what I'm looking for in young football players, and that's what gets lost in this conversation, is that when you have young football players, that's why you play them. You're trying to find all the discernible features about that person's play style that they could potentially build upon and grow and get better. I see a lot of that with Truba Hubbard. He is an aggressive runner. Once he gets ahead of steam, it's hard to stop him. He's tough. Now, does he have some things that he needs to work on? Yes, as does every rookie. But the way he's talked about specifically on this podcast and amongst some people on Twitter, like they act like he's a no, like a no talent hack that doesn't deserve to be on the football field, and that's blasphemous. He's a good runner. He needs a little bit of time. He's not perfect, but he needs an opportunity to be successful. And keep in mind, remember, it's not just the quarterbacks that we're asking to do everything behind a terrible offensive line. It's our running backs as well. Mm -hmm. And we went from Christian McCaffrey to Chuba Hubbard. Like Those are some lofty expectations to live up to, man. So give Chuba a break, man. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's not bad either, dude. Cody, but Christian McCaffrey looked good. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I, I was just going to agree with Cody. I was just going to say uh, you're not going to be alone because I think I was defending Chuba Hubbard a couple weeks ago. He's not, the, of course, the best running back out there, but he is a rookie. He's he's serviceable, and whether you like it or not, if you go back and look at it, he's probably the best piece of our offense in the last, I don't know, a few weeks. Um, but – I don't know. Uh, I, I just feel like Chuba Hubbard, you're right. I think kind of gets it gets the rundown of he's getting a lot of blame for the offense being so bad right now, but he has nothing to work with as well. Um, but the thing about Chuba for me is the way he talks, his demeanor, his attitude. Look, listen to a press conference with him. He may not be the best running back right now, but I like his attitude about football and the way he, he goes about things. So for me, that's what it is for him. I'll, I'll give you my, my take. I've, I've, you know, watched enough and I feel like he doesn't pass the eye test. Now, is he what you expect for a fourth round draft pick? Absolutely. Like he is. He is he's 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 a backup running back in this league, at least from what we've seen. He doesn't have good balance. He has horrible vision. He has horrible hands. It, like, which is what you need in a running back out of this, you know, when you're talking about what we deal with, especially with not having an offensive line. Well, if you don't have an offensive line, okay, well, we can blame that on maybe the run game not being good. But the problem is when you have an offensive line that's this bad, you have to have a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield to be able to relieve that pressure. Chuba Hubbard isn't that guy. Chuba Hubbard is constantly stumbling, stumbling out of the backfield. He's constantly not 
Like he, I, I personally blame the fumble that everybody blames Cam Newton for on Chuba Hubbard. Like I blame that on Chuba for not being there to take, I mean, to not look down and be there, we have the, the wherewithal. Like I'll give you a prime example today. Jalen hurts. He was tripping and falling. He was able to toss the ball to his running back. And guess what? His running back caught the fucking ball and they made a first down out of it. Like, and it was a major play in the game. Like there is, there is an issue with Chuba Hubbard as far as right now, as a, as a, as a professional football player, he isn't a good running back in this league. He's not bad. He's, he's below average in my opinion, and he could be better. But when you want to compare him to a first round draft pick, like Christian McCaffrey, there is no comparison. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not bad, man. The right. 49ers do this with undrafted running backs all the time. We, we would yeah, be having a much different conversation dude. about Chuba if, if we had the better, oh, all, you know, better all players, right. man. Next call. He's not that bad. Better okay, than Cameron Artis Payne. Let me tell you what. If, they- if you, you better get this. Better man. than Cameron Artis Payne, not dude. True. It's not even true. It's not even what, what, close. What team true. is he on? Hmm? Well, well, contact oh, me in four years oh. and talk to me about Chuba. I don't want to. Where, where, like, that, dude, me that's this, miss me with this. Is this? No, I don't even care about. It's it's just like I didn't even want to talk about this. I'm not uh, even commenting on it. Not you're mad, bro. Be careful what actually take them brass balls he's got up on his shelf and actually attach them to his nutsack and use them and fires fucking Matt Rule. Then maybe, then maybe the next head coach wants to go out and offer Cam a, a deal. That's cool. Okay, I'm all for bringing Cam back. I really am. Under the right situation and under the right salary and under the right coach. But let's be actually blunt about this, okay? There is absolutely no way I want to go after Eric Bieniemy just because he's got a ring. I like the guy, but he don't call his own plays. Okay, Andy Reid does. Okay, uh, he's had multiple interviews across the league, and nobody's offered him an, even a second interview. Uh, I don't think that's true. Kenny. So there's something there that we fans sitting on our fucking couches or looking at our computer screens don't see. And there's a lot of other guys who are qualified to take that job. Let's go get a defensive coordinator because they damn sure has found success. Y'all have next. Hey, you link again. It's been a while. I got married and dealing with all that uh, mm, wonderfulness. Like so crazy. <sighs> By the way, that wasn't true, Ken. Yeah, I'm place. wondering. Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe they're all not the problem. It's the coaching staff that built this O line. Yeah, that's and I applause. don't know what applause. With the draft capital we have, what can we do? Nothing. What oh, just go do? get an offensive line, according to Mel Mayo. Best chance maybe draft back. Hopefully, get three picks for our our picks. Maybe some future picks as well that are high round, and start building. This can take two years to build this offensive line at minimum. Yes, the stupidity of the front office has been going. Just want to hear what you guys think about that, and then also, do you guys? See Antonio Brown and his meltdown. Holy hell. That's all I got. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
Uh, that Antonio Brown joint is an example of why CTE is real. Is <laughs> right? CTE is real. And uh, I'm going to go back to this. Is This is all I got to say about Chuba Hubbard. Oh, Lord. I touched the nerve with Cameron Artist Payne. It's the same thing I think about Terrace Marshall Jr. And it's the same thing I think about all of these players. I don't care. Who, J.C. Horn. You can name me all of these great players, but the offensive line is uh, is so offensive. That's on the staff. That's on the staff at this point. And the the fact that you you don't draft players to or or try to address this, it's malpractice. So I don't care if he's just a fourth round pick. I don't care if he's this or that or you know what I'm saying. It's like is that I don't want to talk about any of these players until. The offensive line is respectable. The uh, and not even respect it's malpractice. The offensive line and what the Panthers have done with it is malpractice. And so I don't care. Like, is that's first of all, Cameron R's pain, by the way, is like a six round pick or something like that. But is it might as well be Jordan Scarlett to me. You know, is that is that who knows if these guys are good or bad and who really cares? Who really cares, like CK said. Who cares until it matters? And it won't matter until we start building the wall. So J.C. Horn might be the greatest defensive back in the history of the world, but it won't matter if our quarterback is getting slayed every time. Yep. And if he's the greatest defensive back in the history of the world and Rashawn Slater turns out to be a top 20 left tackle in the history of the world, guess who we would have benefited more from having? That's what I think about this. So I don't care about uh, George, uh, Chuba Hubbard. I don't care about Terrace Marshall Jr. I don't care about any of these people until we get an offensive line that is less offensive. What's up, C3? This is Nick Head. Listen, man. I'm going to put my kids to bed. Let's stop preaching to each other. It, 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 the, the, the solution is simple. Pressure campaign. Don't buy anything else Panther-related until three things happen. Number one, Matt Rule is gone. If he stays another season, okay, don't buy anything else until we have double-digit wins. So I, I, my, my threshold this year was 79. That's done with. That's done with. You couldn't do what other coaches did? Okay. If you're going to stay, if, he's, if, if Tepper's going to keep this project up for another year, Yo, don't buy anything else until Matt Rule either has us in double-digit wins or in the playoffs. Then you can proceed with buying hats, jerseys, socks, draws, whatever. But until then, don't buy nothing else. Not even, and especially not the draft cap. You know why? Because the draft is all just a bunch of cap. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. gonna have to trade back just to get to scrape the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? And don't be confused if he spends that number one on the quarterback because he may do that to try to save his job. Because he, what he thinks is the way this way uh, some of his fan base works, he's still like, okay, well, you know, we got to be patient with the new guy. No, we don't. No, we don't. Keep your pressure up and don't buy nothing until we see those results. Y'all keep pounding. Peace. 
keep pounding. I love the message, dude. Yeah. You do not support a losing organization, man. That shows people it has to hurt them in their pockets. Going back to the point t- Tony made earlier, what's going to be more expensive? Cutting bait and paying to get rid of your terrible mistake of a head coach that you hired? Or losing your fan base at a time when you're trying to build a brand new facility and you are building a brand new facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. You want fans to be a part of it and to be excited about the football team. You have to give them something. You have to. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that call, man. Money talks. Quit paying. Quit going to games until you see a football team that is worthy of you cheering for them, man. That doesn't make you a bad fan. Do you know how empty the Cincinnati Bengals stadium was just a few seasons ago? Let me tell you, that's not the case right now. That's the perfect example of how a football team can be one of the worst teams in football and then actually understand that they need to rebuild their football team and do it correctly. Look at what they're doing with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. Like, that's what it can look like. The Panthers have to do it correctly. Next call. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. You know, guys, I, the boys had me wrapped up into thinking we win today because the Saints abysmal offense. And for a while, we looked okay. But, man, Matt Rule cannot coach. When we need the defense to come through, they looked okay. And then when we really needed them at the end, they couldn't. And Darnold's fumble, of course, that was key. Fumbling the ball, gave up a field goal. That kicker, wasn't Gonzalez, his other guy, couldn't come through and make one. It kind of cost us. And poor Cam, of course, kind of getting nicked up, not being able to play. But I'm going to tell you something that's kind of non-related. I have a good buddy, and him and his wife split up, and he's a diehard Panther fan. He's got custody of his little boy. And what really sucks is he's over this wife he's got. She started dating a guy who's a Tom Brady Tampa Bay fan. He wears it everywhere he goes. And this guy's been crossing the boundaries with his kid and everything. And now his five-year-old son comes home and says, Dad, I'm not a Carolina fan anymore. I'm a Tom Brady Tampa Bay fan because of this guy. So I told him because I'm a little fired up. I'm not a smoker. If I see this guy in public, I'm going to take a cigarette from somebody I don't even smoke, and I'm going to put it out on his forehead. You don't do that to young up-and-coming Panther fans. I just irks my nerves, and I'm glad it's not my kid because I'd be livid. I'd be beating on somebody's door. But anyway, getting back to the game, guys, <laughs> we find a way every week to lose. And it's like watching a bad car wreck. And we'll lose next week, too. And, uh, uh, you know, Matt Rule's got to go. He's got to go. Would winning of today really change your perspective on this team? And that's no, that's the thing is for me is like, is, and I am, and when somebody said, look at the effort this team showed, I was like, well, how, at first, how did you see that? You know, I mean, yeah, I guess they played every down. They didn't just like walk off the field like Antonio Brown did. <laughs> um, but these guys are playing for their own jobs and their own contracts. Of course, they're they're the guys that are playing the hardest. Like I, I, I want you to try. Like like I always tell my 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 kids. My kids, are, I tell them. And by the way, my kids are better than their parents. 
look, I went to go put my girls to bed real quick. My wife's out of town. Uh, they start school back tomorrow, and my girls put themselves to bed. Nice. How about that? Ten and eight, and they put themselves to bed. How about that? They they are good kids, man. They're already asleep. They're already in bed. But so the but they're ready for I, school. I tell them my the Dunn family motto is do more than the least. Do more than the least in life. Like I don't praise people for doing what they're supposed to do. So like is by saying, look at the effort, you're supposed to give effort. You're supposed to. And so, yeah, I mean, I praise you for not quitting. But come on. Like, what the hell? I don't even know what to say. Next call. Hey, what's up, C3? This is the man that was here. I hope y'all doing all right. Have a happy new year. The it's man, what's no up? Help. So, we started out. But, hey, man, look, I don't know. Y'all talking about. Yeah. Oh, he's breaking he's up. Uh, he's cutting out real bad. All right, next call. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I can't even hear you, man. What's up, guys? It's KPM here. KPM, what's up, bro? What a week it's been for the Carolina Panthers, am I right? (laughs) You got the the article released on Matt Rule. Um, Obviously, at this point, I think his days are numbered. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, Like you guys said, I think that uh, Tepper just needs to swallow his pride and take cut his losses and uh, get rid of Matt Rule, and we have to start fresh, uh, essentially. Um, I know for a fact that I, I, I've went to a couple games this year, and I've had uh, the displeasure of having to sit through the, the Panthers and Patriots game, and uh, I was thinking about the Robbie comments that he talked about with the fake fans and stuff, and I feel like it's fair to make the point that any fan that buys tickets or merch – for, for the Panthers should obviously have the right to boo or criticize the product that they're given on the field, regardless of the situation. Um, but anyways, guys, happy new year. And uh, I'm going to go play some Madden and make up for the Panthers by uh, beating the Saints on Madden um, since the Panthers can't do it in real life. Anyways, Pete. Sounds pretty good to me, man. Yeah. Agreed. Um, here's the thing about fake fans is um... – I'm not a gatekeeper fan. I hate a gatekeeper fan that I won't say I hate that. That makes me a gatekeeper fan. Then I think it's interesting when you put a, like you, you tell somebody they're a fake fan, a real fan, a true fan, a fan fan or whatever is this and that is that I've always said the Panthers are too young to care about who our fans are. We'll take any fans. We'll take only fans. That's we'll right. take every fan. But here's the thing is this, is that like the fact that they're mad means they give a shit, bro. They give a shit. Yeah. And wait until they don't boo. Or wait till you go to the stadium and all they do is cheer for the other team. So I don't care, man. It's like this. Is that like, I don't know what a fan's supposed to react. I just say this. If you're spending your money, if you're spending your time, fuck that. You're spending your time caring about it. That helps that team. There's a reason the, mo- the NFL makes so much money. I I want to stop saying this. All, I am not feeling sorry for rich people. No more. Robbie Anderson, and, don't feel sorry for you. And, uh, and, hey, by the way, bandwagon fans, they also spend money on tickets, and they also make noise on third down. 
dude, you don't give a shit what kind of fans your stadium is filled up with right. when it's sold out in the playoffs, man. Winning solves everything. We you don't, don't think have that you don't, yeah. and you don't think that the best teams in football have bandwagon fan, Patriots, Steelers, the Chiefs. You listen, if you have bandwagon fans, that's a sign that you're doing something correct, okay? And you don't want to lose the bandwagon fans, contrary to what people say to make themselves feel better when they're losing. Oh, we got to get rid of the bandwagon fans. That's the dumbest shit in the world, man. Can't well, Greg, Greg, I can can I dismiss you from class, dude? It's okay. You've been uh-huh. up since 3.30 this morning. It's okay. <laughs> well, so it's not okay, just that. I'm, I'm I will not, not well call either. you a fake <laughs> fan. I will not call you a fake fan. Give us your player of the game. Give us your towel of shame and go to bed, bro. We love you <laughs> still the same. You're not a fake co-host. You're real <laughs> in my book. Right. Okay. Um, gosh. Player of the game. Mm. Taysom Hill. Does it, does it have to be for the Panthers? Yeah. No, nah, I don't mean I don't know. John Madden? I don't know. Yeah. Uh I don't I I am gonna give no player of the game because nobody right. look they, they said in this game it was a battle of defenses. No, this was a battle of two really horrible offenses, is what it was. Uh so I don't think anybody should deserve a player of the game. And Tal of Shame, uh low hanging fruit, Matt Rule. He's gonna get that until he's gone, I think. It's kind of like a, it's gonna be a cape for him. Permanent towel of shame. Greg nice. uh Greg works for the, the government. You mm. damn socialist. You're wearing the military. You're in the military. You're living off the tax payer tit. Nah, I'm with you, bro. Thank you for a for being for your service in the military. First, second, in the greatest institution in American history, the U- United States Postal Service. Thank you for that. And for the third greatest institution in American history, the C3 Panthers Podcast. Thank you, Greg, for your like service. Hey, man. Thanks, sir. Hey, I All appreciate right, check him I'm out. Sorry. Super Civil Service Podcast. Uh, I watched uh, Avengers. We went back Cap- Captain America Civil War, my kid. And we're about to watch all the Spider-Mans in prep for Ooh. us watching the new one. So I've been thinking about you, Greg. Get some rest, bro. Yeah, man. And uh, keep uh, keep pounding. Yes, I do think that there is something to be said. Did Matt Rule lose his kind of uh zest his his mojo when he stopped wearing that smock i think that might be it is that he went to the sweatshirt hoodie game he should have stuck with the barber shop smock from last year that's my theory next call three more to go i see three i want to say oh. one more thing no it's still here that, i love you um, baby boy i know that i was a panther fan um, i've been a panther fan for a long time now, um, but my whole life, I've never seen Carolina play this bad He's in right. this like in a long time. Then some other seasons, but I really forgot about those seasons in the past. But I just want to say we have to to order get rid of this problem. We have to get rid of. What's his name? Matt Wolf. Matt Fool. We have to get rid of him. I love this guy. It's and the crazy thing about it is he always has a excuse. He always put it on the players. He put it on players like Cam, DJ, and all these other players. But he never looked back at himself and like, if I'm doing the wrong thing, it's something I have to change. And it's 
David Tepper is even more stupid. Like, how you see you're losing all these games, but you still have the problem is still on the team. Like, Matt Rule is the problem. And the thing about it is, I think with, like, Dave Woods, um, Cody, and y'all said earlier, if Matt Rule leaves, all of the other people else with Matt Rule is going to leave. And then what we have, really nothing. And but we might I have an say, opportunity. I don't even think Sam is a problem even more. I think Sam was just put in a very bad predicament. And that's, that's all I think I have to say. And y'all have to do all that. I just love being a, um, and I just love being a C3 fan. And, um, y'all keep pounding and do the great work. Keep well, pounding. No, we still want to send keep you pounding, some, man. We want to send you some swag, but I understand. Look, you're a real fan. I'm going to put that a gatekeeper right here. But not only are you a real fan, I think you are the next generation of C3. You are going to be the person that we pass the microphone to one day. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Like you are going to be part of this podcast. I hope the other thing is we are now starting a campaign for Noah to get, uh, to talk to David Tepper, like in his two calls right here, his yeah. two calls, we could give those calls to david tepper right here and say please explain to me how my man got it wrong because no one got it right hey uh what this uh comment from earlier and maybe if we got his permission somehow he said uh about his first call keep that recording and post it as a standalone post and just put it up there and let panther you know let everyone panther nation hear how kids are feeling about the Carolina Panthers, man, that you have to give them some hope. Noah, we love you, brother. Whenever whenever Noah calls in, the chat room always lights up with, man, this kid understands. He, he knows what he's like, talking about, man. This kid is on to something. Noah has a great mind for this, man. He, he, he gets is it. on, like he's got the North Star in focus. Like your parent, first of all, we're going to congratulate, just like my kids put themselves to bed, I'm going to congratulate your ki- your parents for raising a beautiful, beautiful football fan because that kid is smart as a mug. I'm telling you, he knows how to put, he's got his finger on the pulse, the finger on the pulse of the Panthers, of the organization. Go ahead, bring him in and let him run the joint. I'm telling you, we make Cody the GM, we'll make... Noah, the coach, and we'll make uh, CK the new uh, play-by-play guy. And uh, I don't know what I'll be. I guess I'll just be on this YouTube game still. Next call. Gentlemen, happy new year to you. Happy new year. And I have a question for you. Georgia, Alabama. I want to hear from Cody, Tony, and Code Diesel and the Bath Daddy 52. Tell me. Who is your pick to win the national championship game? And do you think the Carolina Panthers could defeat either Georgia or Alabama? <laughs> 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 well, uh, that's a fantastic call, man. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, how about this? Uh, I think Alabama's <laughs> going to win. I think Alabama's going to win because why wouldn't Alabama win? That's what they do. Uh, I think they always have a ton of good football players. 
they're a well-prepared football team. And I'm willing to bet that they're more prepared than the Carolina Panthers. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, and by the way, I never trust a Georgia football team. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't care if it's the Falcons. I don't care if it's the Bulldogs, the Yellow Jackets. If you're a Georgia football team from anywhere in that state, you are doomed to choke on the biggest stages imaginable. I would never pick the Bulldogs to be Alabama. Sadly enough, I think the Crimson Tide is once again going to be national champions. No other from way From the it. mouth of babes. From the mouth of babes. My, uh, my entire wife's side of their family. My, my wife was born in Athens. Um, my in-laws went, or, well, my wife's grandfather taught at UGA for 42 years. Um, both of her parents are Georgia alum. They were there in college. My father-in-law was in college when they won the national championship with Herschel Walker. Um, I think Georgia gets it done. And no, I think it's going to be tough. I think that Georgia had to kind of, they got a, you know, they got punched in their face in, in that last Alabama game and they got humbled, particularly their defense. And that defense is doggish, bro. It's a dog defense. And so I think that they're going to come back and respond. I understand that Nick Saban's Alabama Alabama team should not be underestimated at any cost. Um, and I do have some concerns about the Stetson Bennett, the like if he's really the the truth or this or that. I think D, I, I want your uh, this is a fan perspective a little bit, but also I think that defense comes back and has something to prove against. Uh, the Crimson Tide. So I'm going Georgia dogs. I want them. I'll be cheering for them. I hope they win. And I don't think we could be either of those teams. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Kodizzle, you have a, a opinion one way or the other? You listen, I'm not a big follower of college ball, if I'm being quite frank with you guys, but I'll just say. Um, don't bet uh, against I, Alabama. I know. I'm, I'm going to bet against them 100%. I'm going to go Georgia. Yeah. I'm gonna nice. go Georgia just because you know Georgia hasn't had a title if I'm since if I remember 1981 yeah since 1981 I'm ready to see a changing of the guard if you will and uh, Nick Saban's had a quite a run I think it's time to dethrone the king he you're all gonna legit, have to learn though. the hard way nah he's legit like I respect him man I respect him I I mean I respect him I'm not underestimating Alabama here but I'm trying to let I'm trying to be honest who I'm cheering for and who I want to win. Uh, next call. Man, I don't know what's more depressing. The fact that this team just flat out sucks or the fact that my wife is always unhappy with me and we got two kids <laughs> who are eight and six and I just hope I can fucking survive long enough for their sake to get them through high school and college and then maybe survive this marriage. He's calling Life in. sucks, man. He's calling into the hotline. Panthers team and making it easy, any easier. Bro, married man That's here. About it. Married yeah. man here. Three kids. I get you. Was that the end of the I call? Get, That's it. 
Chap G said that was dark. Yeah, no, but it, you know what? Is that this is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at. My man had to deal with this Panthers game today and going through his own life and his own problems, dealing with marriage, dealing with that pressure, dealing with that pressure. Good God. Call back. Call back. Don't but hey, man, it. listen. This is a place, man. If your wife is beating you up, call into the C3 Panthers podcast. But hey, but hold on. Before you go to the next one, dude, I think it's important that we say and that we remind ourselves, right? Because we say this is a therapy session and we kind of say it in joke and jest. But man, when you're able to, de- cheek, when you're you able to, when you're able to decompress like this, man, and come and speak what's on your mind and get things off your chest, this is like a little, it's like a safe therapy space. session for people. Yeah, safe this is space. a safe space. And it's important for us not to abuse that safe space. We have to do a good job of reminding people what the motto is. Keep pounding. Okay? We keep Unless pounding. Unless it's your spouse. Through, Don't beat her. God damn it, Tony Don. Listen, you have to remember that when times get hard, when times get tough, the tough get going. And by the way, one of my favorite sayings of all time and I always try and remember this whenever life uh, gets a little bit difficult. Calm waters never made for skilled sailors. Okay? Sometimes you have to go through the storm, my brother. You got to ride the waves. The lightning has to be crashing all around you. You got water on the deck wanting to throw you overboard. But hang on, brother. Keep sailing. Get to the other end. And the sun's going to come out, man. Keep pounding. It's going to be all right. We're going to be all right, man. Listen to some Kendrick Lamar. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Can you hear me? Can you feel me? We're going to be all right. That's us. The We're man right. that was here brings up a good point. He says, Tony, it's not that hard. You got what well, he says. You teach. You got a job is what he means. You're married. You got three kids. They're all healthy. He's implied. I'm implied to. And you still have hair. <laughs> So this is the brighter side of this. Like, as remember this is even in the darkest days, you got to remember there's something to be happy about. There's something to be like positive about. And for us at this point is that when it comes to the Panthers, you know what? We're still going to be here next week. And you know what? And actually this is where I get mad at like the billionaires over this mess is they know it. They know that we're going to keep doing the podcast and they know that they're like, so I don't feel sorry for Matt rule. I don't feel sorry for him. Check his bank account. Check his bank account. When, when you start to feel sorry about how people talk about them, just look at the bank account. Next call. Hey guys, man, I was here. I lost, dropped my first call. Uh, on going on. Hope you can hear this one. Oh, he's, yeah, man. Uh, Perfect. But, yeah. Happy new year to y'all. Happy new year, brother. Blessings to everybody. Uh, but yeah, it don't matter who you put behind that O line. Rogers, Brady, Manning. Uh, they're gonna be hating. Life. I don't know. I mean, it might make a little bit of difference because they actually fucking know how to read defense. Right. They can check, you know, check out of plays and all the, you know, call two or three different plays in the line. It would help. Some. And I've never seen a Panther quarterback do that. Fucking never. I mean, maybe those guys are special, but there's nothing. I mean, they were their own 
offensive coordinators, man. There's no fire in nobody's ass. I don't, I don't see quarterbacks getting to the O-line's ass. I don't see nobody chewing each other's ass. Maybe it happens, and they just don't show it, but I don't know, man. There's no heart in this team. There's no heart. No heart, no grit, not a goddamn thing. Love y'all. Keep pounding. This is why we miss Ron Rivera, man. Or this is why I miss Ron Rivera. And I'm not saying he's the answer to take us to the next level, the next problem. Like, is that, you know what? Ron Rivera's tougher. I, I said it earlier in the season. Who got the better halftime speech? Ron Rivera and Matt Fool. I promise you, is Ron Rivera. You know, like, I mean, is that this? At the end of the day, is Ron Rivera's team, no matter, even if they had this offensive line, they wouldn't be beaten like bitches up in this point. They would not be beaten like this. They look beaten. They don't look like tough. They wouldn't be turning on each other. They would be circling the wagons. And we would have lost 18 to 10 or 13 in this game, but we wouldn't have been sitting here going, oh, this team ain't got no heart. We wouldn't be calling Ron Rivera, Ron Drew. I ain't ever, t- I had never called Ron Rivera a name. Never in my life. I've been calling Matt Fool a, a names for a minute. Last call. In hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. You know, I've been sitting here thinking, and I, and I actually did a video on this on my YouTube channel, but I think the Carolina Hurricanes is the best managed professional sports team in the Dude, Carolina. Won a championship? You know, Hornets have been already? a business have never won a championship, never been to a championship game. It's been product of piss poor drafting, not holding on to players, My man. just being mismanaged. When the Panthers have been good, it's short term. But I give you this reason. The Hurricanes for a long time were abysmal. They had really good players, much like the Panthers have had really good players look better on paper than the field. The difference was the Hurricanes would always finish like ninth or or just barely missed the playoffs or barely get in and not do any noise. Well, things changed when they got rid of a well-beloved Ron Francis, a general manager with a new owner, and they bring in Don Waddell. And then they hire Rod Brendan Moore as head coach. Things started changing when the organization moved away and got the right GM and the right head coach. I think Federer could be that, but putting the right head coach in because Rod Brendamore has got the Hurricanes probably getting ready to have the fourth season in a row in the playoffs. He's got them on the right trajectory. They draft well. They know when to cut losses with a player and don't look back. They know when to sign shrewd key free agent players who can play for cheaper, who don't balk for too much money, they find a way to make it work, plus their form system, how they draft and develop their players is bar none. It is number one in the state. Panthers have got to take a lesson from the Hurricanes how to run an organization. Um, I just want to show you his, gosh, I wish there is, he got fined uh, by the NHL this year for yelling at the refs and i'm telling you if i could just show i wish i could find this 
gif of him. But Rob Brendamore is the... I think that's the answer. I think it shows you. Rob Brendamore is a coach that's been able to lead these men. First of all, he was a great, great, great hockey player himself. Who played for the Canes, too, at one point. Uh, But he is a leader. He's a true, true... Like, man, these he's rallying these dudes. He's fighting for these dudes. And I'm not saying that um, Matt Rule... Actually, I am saying... I'm just saying this is Matt Rule is not Rob Brindamore. I know not nothing about hockey. So you but it's kind of like saying... But it, it's like... A, it's, I mean, it's trying to pick... It, it's like there's something about... All right, so is Bill Belichick only because of Tom Brady? Is he only because of McDaniels? No. Bill Belichick is a leader of men. Whatever that is, whatever that extra is, he's got it. Rob Brendamore's got it. And right now, I don't know if Matt Rule has got it for the Panthers. It's but but easily the Carolina Hurricanes are the best sports franchise in North Carolina. They've won a championship in what is arguably one of the hardest sports to win a championship in. Uh, and they're young. They're a young franchise that doesn't have a lot of the history, the money, this and that. And they've done it. Like you said, it's the right way. Like, is really, if you want to be excited, folks, about, like, if you're trying to find something to distract you from this, is get on that Hurricanes joint. The mugs are tough. And I was a little worried. I was a little worried, Chuck, about the turnover from this past year with the goalies, this and that. I was a little worried about the the way the team is, but but you know what? They were soft last year. It turns out they were too finesse last year, and they went got big, they got tougher. And the Panthers are going to have to get tougher. And I just don't know if Matt Rule is the guy to do it. So, um, show went way longer. Show went way longer than I expected it to. Um, Panther fans after today, I think, came. It was a come to Jesus moment for Panther fans. I really do believe this is that last week, I feel like after the game, people were just disheartened. You know, is that uh, maybe it was because it was the holiday season. We were wrapped up in Christmas and things like that. But today, I think the fact is, is I don't think that Matt Rule's team, we, I think we were, we needed Matt Rule's team to come out and do something big time today to dispute the reports that came out this past week. And they didn't. And I don't know. I don't know if they could have. And yeah, it might be circumstances. And look, it, does he have the best circumstances? No. But I think he made the bed that he's laying in a lot of. I truly think if the problems are quarterback, offensive line, quarterback, offensive line, he is responsible for this. Should have stuck with Teddy. Should have invested in the offensive line and should have looked towards quarterback next year. And I said this. I said this two weeks ago, Cody, is that he he sold us a bill of we're building we're building for the future but then he didn't listen to his own advice he didn't listen to his own advice he sold he cast off all his assets he tried to win now he has been flailing and flailing every way he can think of 
He's struggling to tread water at this point. I don't have a lot of belief in his vision. I don't see a vision, and it's not this year that's the problem. It's next year and beyond that I'm concerned about. And I think there is no one cohesive vision amongst any of our decision makers. As much as they present this image to you whenever the Panthers release a Panthers confidential video, that they're all on the same page, they're talking, they're communicating. Yeah, they make they might communicate with each other, but I don't think there's a lot of agreeing going on between them. I think a few things that have been done have been done to Matt Rule. I think specifically Cam Newton. I think David Tepper told Matt Rule and Fitterer that we're going to be bringing in Cam Newton, and you really have no choice. Uh, I think seeing how Cam Newton was handled by Matt Rule lends evidence to that theory. Um, I'm also thinking that Scott Fitterer, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about him more and more just seeing like, and thinking what role does he actually have as a Carolina Panthers GM? If he's not the one truly making decisions about what the uh, Carolina Panthers are doing from a football move perspective, then I don't really know what, what ultimate good he is doing for the Carolina Panthers. I think there's a lot of big time egos that are moving in different directions. And if that's ever going to be fixed, we need them to have a comprehensive common sense plan on how to fix all the biggest holes on our football team. And everyone's going to have to grow and change in ways that we don't think that they can. David Tepper should rip the bandaid off and fire Matt rule. Now, will he, I don't think it will. I think his ego is too big. Will Matt Rule decide to not just play Temple and Baylor players? Mm, I don't think so. I think he likes building the football team the way he likes it. So um, it's rough, man. The Panthers are probably going to get slapped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. And we're going to lose out the rest of the season, man. We have a long offseason in front of us what did i say do you remember a few weeks ago or not even a few weeks ago it was when we brought in cam after the arizona said the over under it's 1.5 remember i kept saying that the over under for the rest of the season people are like if we went out we i don't think we've won a game since we haven't won a game since arizona nope so and we shouldn't win against tampa and if we do it's probably more embarrassing for them than it is in a statement about us. Uh, <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown will be going crazy wherever he's at. Poor guy. Actually, I won't say poor guy, but I'm worried about his mental health. Tom Brady, that Tom Brady did an interview and he was basically saying, you know, you never know what someone's going through. It, right. He yeah. Pretty I mean, much like, went to like, bat for, for, uh, AB, he cares but... about AB. For some reason, he's cared about AB. And I do think it's some CTE-related issues. And I don't think that's the only thing. But I think CTE is probably one of those things. If you suffer from depression already, or whatever, it, like it exacerbates it, probably. So anyway, um, I was a little surprised at how um, angry I got in this post-game show. Because I was not like this as I was watching the game. I wasn't even, I barely even, I mean, I was watching the game. I was with my buddy hanging out and like we were and like, I didn't 
really think we were going to do much otherwise, but post game brought the best out of me. So thank you uh, for my co-host, Cody Lashney. Thank you, Clutch K-Man. Look at that. The last minute. Look at that. The, su- the love bomb, the super chat, and the end. I appreciate all the Panthers content. I hope things turn around ASAP. Keep pounding. I appreciate that support right at the end, man. But I appreciate all the people that have been hanging out here. Danielle, Shane, Jeremiah, Paul, Hugo. The names go on and on from all the callers to Noah uh, to Chuck, everybody that called in tonight, everybody that's listed that hung out at any moment for one second, two seconds, two hours. We appreciate you. We're going to lock arms. We're going to get through this together. We're going to keep doing this podcast no matter what, bro, because that's what true fans do, I guess. Nah, man, we ain't got no decision. We ain't got no choice. We're, our, we're in this to win this, folks. Um, and that means each and every week we come here Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. for the C3 Panthers podcast, for the post-game show. You can call in at 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Uh, my player of the game goes to – I'm going to give it to Chuba Hubbard for that run. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to give it to Terrace Marshall Jr. Ah. TMJ. You're about to give I, some love. I saw TMJ, man. I got the lockjaw for a second. The TMJ. <laughs> I didn't even know who this man was. And then he was there. He got two catches this season. Four catches, six catches. I don't know. Who the hell do you even compliment in this? It's hard to think of someone. Um, maybe that's it. That's it. Uh, Tower Shane for me goes to... Ooh, I'm going to boo that John Miller, man. Boo that John Miller, man. That's it. I, You know, I think my uh, player of the game, it's going to be Jeremy Chin. Um, and I think whenever you go through so much bad football, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, take stock and be thankful for the, the, the really good players that really are busting their ass. I mean, truly. And Shaq Thompson even alluded to that um, in his post-game press conference, too. It's like, you know, they hate the losing. It feels just as bad, if not worse, to them. And, you know, if you're a player on this football team, you don't get to say so who your head coach is, who your defensive coordinator is, who your offensive line coach is. You don't get to say so in all of that stuff. So, I mean... With that in mind, when you look at a player like Jeremy Chin and everything that he does and how he flies around, he hits like a missile. One of our better defensive players is a you know he's a man that's trying to build a culture of dependability. I mean that's one hundred percent what you want from your captain football player. So definitely giving a shout out to Jeremy Chin, and then my towel of shame it goes to John Miller. Um, I mean, it could go to a lot of guys on that offensive line, but uh, John Miller continues to be trotted out there just to get his ass kicked every single time. And yeah, we blame the coaches because they should have the wherewithal to not trot them out there. But at the same time, dude, take some responsibility for what you do, man. Uh, you're, You're clearly holding back this football team with your level of play. 
And the fact that you just can't own up to it in your post-game press conference, I mean, you're always a part of the reason why whatever quarterback is under center is getting absolutely destroyed. Take some onus to that, man. So, yep, Tower of Shame. It's going to John Miller. We can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you, CK. Unmute. Uh, my bad. Um, I'm going to uh, say I, you know, I, I agree with what those those picks are. Um, I think those are 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 smart. Um, I'm going to go with an honorable mention for Game Ball first, and that's going to be Frankie Luvu. Frankie Luvu has been a bad man on this team when he's been out there on the field, um, and he has had an opportunity to actually have a starting role. Um, you know, even earlier in the year, we were talking about him. He was the first Carolina Panther to actually get above a 90 rating in, in Madden, uh, you know, in the, in the PFF, I mean. Um, so that was, uh, you know, from one week of play, he was the first Panther. Um, the, uh, the one that's getting the game ball this time, though, was, uh, is Derek Brown. <clears throat> Derek Brown uh, was a monster today. And even if you want to look at the Kamara run where he got 20 or Kamara, you know, screen pass where he was able to get out wide to the left, like Derek Brown ran him down and punished him with a tackle out of bounds. Um, On top of that, uh, the nice, uh, you know, sacks, tackles for losses. Um, I mean, even that, you know, uh, was it the sack or he got somebody he knocked down? Yeah, he got a sack today. He got a sack. Was it? But I mean, it was one violent. Like I don't know if it was this. That one was the violent the one or not. Stunt, the one where he. Oof. Yeah, it was violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That was a violent. He was hitting. He was hitting hard today. Um, and my towel of shame is going to go to Hartsfield. Um, he had an interception, perfect, right in his hand. Right, yes. All right, um, good one. I'm glad you did this. Yeah, right, it was, it was right terrible. In the chest. Yeah, right, in right, right in his chest, and it was uh, it was a pass from a horrible quarterback in Taysom Hill, and uh, <laughs> I love it. So and he just wasn't able to come down with it, and uh, unfortunately, that could have changed. The, I mean, it was a fourth, it was a third down, so they punted to us anyway. But uh, that could have changed the tide if we wouldn't had you know if we didn't have to be backed up on the ten yard line for like three consecutive series because we got went three and out. So. All right. Um, um man, yeah. Okay. Yep. The man that was here comes in, sliding in the DMs with the five dollars. Actually, right in the chat, five dollar super chat. We appreciate it. First, uh, we thank you all for your support, and thank you, the man that was here for the monetary support. Uh, but we appreciate your time more than anything. So, thank you for the uh, the super chat. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your. Uh, just uh, being here and helping lift me up in this moment of need for me and reminding me, he said, you got great lettuce, dude. Don't be upset. Don't hey, be upset. Can I start a new tradition real quick? So inevitably, you know, we always kind of lose viewers as we get towards the end of the show. I'm going to shout out all the real ones that are still in the chat room, man. After we've gone, what, three and a half, almost four hours. You Three. know him, you love him, man. The longtime listeners, Dan Floyd, Danielle Sarton, Jeremiah Emmanuel J, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, mm-hmm. Karen Choi, KPM, Mr. Gemini, Panther Pickle, Paul Mancini, 
Pipe Slingers, Shane Reed, Ted Sims, the man that was here, your boy, Will. Man, listen, whenever we hear people tell us, you know, it's getting hard to pull for this football team, I don't want to watch, you know, it gets hard for us, like Tony said earlier, to want to do this show sometimes. But you know why it always ends up being a joy? Because we have kick-ass fans like you who love what we do, who enjoy this conversation, and you make it so worth it for all of us, man. Shout out to the C3 Nation. I can genuinely say for both me, CK, and Tony that you all add a ton to our life, man. We love it. We love the community that we've built up here. We love that you're a part of it, and we can't wait to have a fantastic 2000 or yeah 2022 with all of you man it's gonna or or as i call it 2020 boo (laughs) until matt rule is gone it's 2020 boo anyway uh we'll be here on tuesday night 9 p.m because we don't miss we don't miss the mark folks um until then cody get us the hell out of here they know how to find us Panther Nation, you already know what the motto is. Keep pounding. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.